Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Spawncast episode. Is this 86, Evan? Should be 86. Oh, nice. I actually guessed that. Good stuff. It's, we're off to a good start. Uh, I'm joined with uh, joined by a couple people here. Uh, Sean is at a family gathering. They've, he's been there for a while. He's been he's been uh, missing for quite a, a while now. OJ's actually at a dinner tonight. But uh, I have Nate. How you doing, Nate? Not too bad. Good to have you here. And then I have uh, Evan, of course. Evan is Evan's here tonight. What's going on, Evan? Just always busy trying to get these videos done this weekend. Yeah, you have a couple you're working on, actually. Yep. A pretty sweet monitor review, actually. So looking forward to that one. And then uh, Max took time out from Darksiders to come come say hi. <laughs> hello, hello. Dreamcast guy happy to be in the house. Yes, yes. Playing a bunch of Darksiders right now. That'd be fun to hear about on uh, this week at some point. Mo Monday. I'm going to post it like Monday at about 7 a.m. Cool. Okay, cool. That'll be really fun to to see uh see all of that. Uh let's let me go through here and what's what's everyone been playing this week? We'll just we'll just get right into that before we talk about Black Friday and all the other crazy stuff that's have been happening. Mm -hmm. What's everyone been up to? What about what about Nate? You, did you get Pokemon Nate? No, I haven't picked up Pokemon yet. Wow, man, I'm like the only one that's played it here. Yeah, I am. I actually beat it the other day. I, I went through the Elite 4 and I'm I think I'm done with the game now. <laughs> I've been watching a uh, Twitch friend of mine play it pretty much the whole way through. He just got to the point where you're fighting for the uh, the masters, those different Pokemon masters all over the place. Oh, that's at the end. That's after you beat the yep. Elite Four. You just that's like post game stuff. But uh, I don't I don't think you really get much from it. I think you get like a certificate. Basically, it's like you did yeah. it. <laughs> so I'm not really into those kind of rewards. But uh, I, I saw a video of someone uh, fighting Mewtwo. Man, I almost want to buy the game just for that. Yeah, you uh, once it's it's like. Uh, it's like the other old ones. Once you beat it, the cave near Cerulean City opens up, and you go through a cave, and you can catch Mewtwo. I saw the tweet of the person flying around above the area they were in, and they just started fighting some of the legendary birds. Yes, yeah. yes, uh, you can do that when you fly around. Uh, you can get on like your Charizard, like fly around, so you can ride all the different types of Pokemon, and hmm. you actually get the starters real easy. Like I, you basically, it's hard to miss them. Like Charizard, you walk up to somebody, and they're like, or or Charmander, like, hey, you want a Charmander? And then they just give it oh, to you, wow. and that's it. Uh, Bulbasaur, I think. I think I caught Bulbasaur in Viridian Forest. I think there was just one just running around. So uh, they'll just kind of pop up, and the evolved forms will pop up too all over the you, place. You even have access to the Alolans in this one as well. Yes, I did see some people talking about that as well because they had picture or video it's, of them with the executor just, that's like super tall. It's just <laughs> in the Poke Centers. There's just a big dude in the Poke Centers who will trade you the Alolan versions of things. Oh, okay. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. I'm gonna check that out. But yeah, I feel like I've I've had. Uh, enough of the game at this point after playing through it the, the one thing i will i will note is i never lost a battle in the game <laughs> I yeah. never it's a very easy game i never i never had an issue uh i think a lot of it has to do with when you're running through and you're capturing pokemon all of your pokemon get experience so your team is very even at the end whereas if you played it back in the day and you were just running through you would you would end up with one really powerful Pokemon and the other ones would be like, okay, like your starter mm -hmm. would usually be like level 60 something and everyone else would be like 30 or 40 uh, when you get to the end. But this time everybody in my party was like 60 plus when I got to the elite force mm -hmm. and they all had level 50 Pokemon. So I just rolled right through them and that was it. Um, it was pretty, it was pretty easy, but there, there are a lot of people talking about some of the end game. Then game's okay. It's more about like completionist stuff rather than getting anything really super cool at the end. Hmm. It's relatively so. I mean, you knocked it out in about a week. So is it pretty like bam, bam, bam? Uh, twenty five hours, I think. Okay, yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. yeah. And I, I, I took my time. I was even walking around just capturing stuff. 
that's why I ended up apparently when I got to the end at level 60, that's higher than what a lot of people got there as uh, mm. just because I was just walking around just cat catching yeah, stuff. Yeah, I think my buddy beat the elite for it like 50 something. Yeah, 52. so I was I was just running around capturing stuff because you build uh, catch chains. So as you catch the same Pokemon over and over again, you'll get more experience and you get a better chance to get a shiny, I believe is, is what the uh, the talk is right now. So mm. um, that's kind of how that works. But apparently you can keep restarting your game when you see Mewtwo and you can actually get a shiny Mewtwo as well. Mm hmm. Just by restarting your game over and over again. So, well, um, I don't have that kind of time, but man, it yeah. would be legit. <laughs> yeah, I don't really. I, I feel like I would save that for next year's game when that's going to be more linked to everything, and I guess more quote unquote, I guess uh, hardcore slash mainline. I guess you want to say. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you remember Pokemon Yellow, Red, and Blue from back in the day, you'll enjoy this because of the nostalgia. It is there. Like you see a lot of the same events from then on, like the eight bit you know, Game Boy brought into, you know, more modern times and, and it looks, it's pretty cool. There's some cool parts to the game. I will say that. Uh, so I, I enjoyed it, but uh didn't, didn't take it too seriously. Now I've already moved on. So <laughs> uh, that's Pokemon though for me. Um, but what about, uh what, what about Nate? What you been up to, man? Uh, mostly I've been playing. How do you Toki? I guess it's the remake of like that game from 1989 where the guy becomes a monkey and you have to save your uh, girlfriend from a wizard. What are what? you sure you didn't dream this game? <laughs> it's Toki, interesting. Toki or Taki? I don't T O K I is T O K I. What what is that on the Switch? Yeah, it's coming out in a couple of couple of weeks. I think it's the first week of December it comes out. I'm sure you've seen Either like the limited edition, because the publisher has been pushing like the limited edition retail version. It comes with like its own arcade stand. And mm. you, you sure that's what it is? Yeah. Google's telling looking, me it's, uh, I'm looking at the video for it company now. in Turkey. <laughs> I'm looking at video for it now. Okay. It looks kind of like, like the animation looks, looks actually pretty interesting on it. Yeah. It's like a hand drawn thing. I actually have footage yeah. that I was supposed to publish on my channel like five hours ago and I completely forgot about it. So <laughs> I guess I'll do that right now. There you go. Okay. Okay. So that's what you've been playing. That's out. You said, I think it's December 4th, but okay. Okay. Interesting. hundred percent sure of that. Okay. That's the, that's the big thing you've been playing though, to capture footage for that. Yeah. That and Warframe. So I was oh, going to yeah. ask about Warframe because I think everyone here has played that on the Switch as well, which that's actually a topic yeah. we'll probably go over here soon because that that took up a lot. And Evan knows all about that game, so that'll be, I'm sure that'll be interesting. We'll we'll hold that off for the uh, topic after we're done with this. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, is that is that about it, Nate? I know Warframe probably took up a good bit of time. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, that's about it. I okay. can't really think of anything else I've been playing. What about Evan? Warframe, <laughs> Warframe, and because I had to do the monitor review and you. I start actually hooked up that PlayStation Four you gave me like months ago. No I beat, uh, yeah, I beat Spider Man. So that one's he done. Beat but ladies and gentlemen, he beat Spider Man. He we did, did it. it. We did it, ladies and gentlemen. We got him. We did it. He got. He, we got Evan, who's a a a PC person, to play a PS4 Pro and play all the way through Spider Man. I assume it was decent enough to where you were you were interested in it. It was all right. Throw it. Uh, did it, would you? Yeah, what did you think of Spider Man? I'm honestly curious. What did you well, think of Spider Man? After all the hype, after everyone talking about their reviews and stuff, the city itself didn't feel like New York. Like it didn't have that overall feel because it felt like shorter and more like narrow. But I mean, that upped the arcade value to the game, mm -hmm. just because you that you're just going to quickly traverse it and get by things because every block's only like, God, every block feels like maybe thirty feet in length. Like that's not a lot. But the gameplay itself, the combat. 
you know, it's smooth enough. Uh, but they didn't really try too many difficult things during the game. So I, I mean, the story was pretty fun too. Were you were you interested in seeing Miles Morales in there with him? It was all right. It was all right. The universe, this universe, the one that you're in for this game, feels a lot different from like all the others. So it at least had that going for it. Mm-hmm. Well, they're gonna. It sounds like they're gonna have another one coming out. So I don't yeah, know. If they're good. It's gonna be called Spider Man Two, I guess. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll just have a subtitle. But uh, I like I like that Spider Man game a lot. Uh, next up, you got to try God of War, Evan. I hope the sequel's called Spider Cop, and we actually get to play as him. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, you gotta, you have to play it. Yeah, you gotta play God of War next, Evan. That's the, the other big one. Um, I might check it out. Uh, I think, I think I have that digital seat. I should have got it physically. Uh, but I am done with Pokemon, Evan. So if you want to borrow that, you can. <laughs> I'm not really looking forward to that. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Sp- I like Sp- Spider-Man. Was fun, uh, but you also play Gran Turismo, right? A little bit, yeah. The not too much into the the really finicky racing games where you're trying to tweak everything and get it all perfect. I prefer the arcade ones, the need for speeds and all that. So how did it look? How did it look on that monitor? Look all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah definitely yeah. look it really looked really sharp. Uh, yeah. a lot of visual aspects of the backgrounds and everything. HDR really and everything, nice. right? Yep. HDR uh, on full 4K. Probably, I think probably looks sick. I think that's native 4K that game is. Yep. Um, 60 frame. Oh, yeah, that probably looks sick. Uh, cool though. That's good. Those are some good games to try out on there with Spider Man. That oh, God of War is another good one, man. I gotta, yeah, God of War. As a lot of people are saying, God of War blows Spider Man out of the water pretty much. That is, God of War is really good. It looks really good too. I think that's mm-hmm. probably the, I'm gonna say it's probably the best looking game on the PS4 next to Red Dead. Uh, it, might be, it might be hard to go from jumping War, to not jumping. The problem is, yeah, but the problem is, God of War uses HDR better than Red Dead. I could see that. Yeah, Red Dead has some weird issue with this HDR. I don't know what the deal is there. I, I just—it's just palating. The art team at Rockstar probably well, kind of like, went one direction that they thought was realistic, yeah. and I mean, if you really consider the real world and HDR, it is a lot of browns. Like that whole next gen brown. It's not a joke. It's. I should. Man, I should have grabbed. I should have grabbed that physical copy of God of War for seventeen. <laughs> oh well. Uh, yeah. So what? What about Max? What you been up to, man? Man, I, I finally, this Black Friday, I bought a bunch of stuff. We'll get it to in a bit. But mm-hmm. one I finally get that I'm actually, I, I've talked a lot to friends, but never on the podcast is I've been wanting to play through the remake of, uh, or the re-release of Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. Cause this is a real great hidden gem from the Wii U. And a lot of people just kind of discount it as like a goofy little game. It is fantastic. And playing it on switch is a lot better. So I played this in handheld for about five hours yesterday and it's so freaking fun. It's so cool having to tap the screen for certain puzzles and actually have to move the camera and think of like all these problems so three-dimensionally. I'm really hooked on it. I'm super, super happy I freaking finally bought this. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I play I played the demo. I did play it on the Wii U a bit, but uh apparently the apparently the 3DS port is really good, which is interesting. Um, like just in, in terms of it working and everything, but Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the switch the switch version was pretty fun that demo i played and it ran fine so it's uh it's a cool little game kind of kind of i guess hidden on the wii u a bit so that's actually a game i'm glad they brought over to the switch to be honest yeah well and the other thing i'm glad is on switch it's definitely my favorite version of it now is diablo 3 i'm still playing a ton of that i now have uh three level 70 characters uh, <laughs> that are all weird it's so good and it the the most interesting thing is i think uh the Switch community is taking up that game like Storm. At any time, 24 hours a day, I can jump online and just instantly get games of people running bounties nonstop on max difficulty. It is 
Did you see that? So that, game, that game probably got a bit of a bump even after Black Friday because apparently Walmart was accidentally selling it for 17 bucks. I heard that. Yeah, man, it, it's so good. Uh, man, I seriously, I, I think that's going to be one of those new, like uh, I, I have a list in my mind. I consider like the games that every single person, uh, every single person needs to get like these 10 games for Switch. And that's definitely on the list now. Were you you and uh, you and Jocelyn playing together? With yeah, Diablo? yeah, yeah. Yeah, she got, which, she got the Diablo Switch, didn't she? Yeah, she got the Diablo Switch, and she actually gave me the box. She was about to throw the box away, and I was like, "No, babe, I need that for the collection." So that's how's, that, how's that? How's that Switch look in person with like the etching on the back? It's it's really cool. So yeah, there's etching on the back of the Switch unit, and then on the dock, the front has like angels and demons fighting, and on the back, there's like uh, like all these runes and stuff. Okay, nice, nice. Yeah, I I wanted to see the Smash one as well, but that Diablo one I was happy with because it actually had something. Like yeah. on the switch, so uh, I'll grab the huge ass box because I just oh, think yeah. it's also the coolest box ever since it's just literally like murals. I'm just such a Diablo fanboy, so I love all the lore and the art. So just seeing like real classic style Diablo art, it's like yes. Oh, that is really cool looking. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So that that's that's pretty cool. And then you're playing. Of course, you can't talk about Dark Siders yet, but you are. Yeah. You are. I, I I can say just general impressions. It's uh it's good. It's uh very it's very different. I think uh like we were talking before we went online. Um, yeah, very different team handled Dark Siders three. So if you're just looking for Dark Siders two again, it's not quite that. Oh, you got it. You got that Xbox One S, right? Are you already, you already yes. got that sucker fired yes. up? So I, I got the Xbox One S all hooked up. Here's nice. the controller for it, actually. Cool, cool. Uh, man, yeah. X, I'm so glad I finally freaking replaced my Xbox One because that thing was nice. about to freaking uh, disintegrate. So Nice. Yeah. Cool. Jump into that. Are you playing Darksiders on the Xbox? No, I'm playing it on PS4. Oh, okay, cool. They, right. they, I, I told them uh, code on anything, and they sent yeah. one over for uh, PS4. Nice. All right. Very good. Very good. Uh, yeah, and that's that. And I was playing Monster Boy. I'll, I'll have a video out for Monster Boy tomorrow, but I absolutely love that game. So it's it's a game you want to check out. It's December 4th, I think it's out, but that that's a game that all the visuals are all hand-drawn. They, they, they actually, I think they pushed back like the release date because they switched over to that midway through. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's, it's an open-world action-adventure style RPG-style game. Uh, but it's cool. It's based on it's it's similar to Wonder Boy. Wonder Boy is out last year. It's similar to that. But uh, you transform. There's like six different creatures you, you turn into and they all have different abilities uh, and you upgrade your weapons. You buy new weapons. You explore stuff. It's it's pretty cool. And it's uh, it's full 1080p 60 and then docked and then 720p 60 when uh, in handheld mode. Hmm. So performance is good. It looks great. Like resolution, everything. It, it looks very, very good. So I'm, I'm very happy with it so far. But I'll have like actual gameplay and impressions out tomorrow on a very, just a few things they could do a little better with, it, and I'll talk about that tomorrow. But otherwise, it's, it's worth it. And they're having physical copies of the PS4 and the Switch version, so they mm. want physical copies, despite it being more on the side of an indie title. But uh, excited, excited to see that uh, actually happen. That's one I'll probably buy a physical copy of, even though I got a review copy for it. Mm -hmm. So uh, good, good game overall, though. So Black Friday, what'd we all buy? Okay, good. I have my giant stack here and I'm ready to I play. know, I know you want to talk about what you got. You want to talk so about what you got? Oh, I got Rex, the, Rex in the chat. What's up, Rex? Go I got the <laughs> Xbox One S. Obviously, they had the $200 one and my uh, Xbox was about to break. So I got a Xbox One replacement. Uh, I didn't get the Xbox One X. I just still don't have a 4K TV. But when it comes to Black Friday deals, okay, let's run through it. So let's do Switch first. We got three Switch games. We got Captain Toad. I got uh, the Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle because they had that for 20 bucks, And then I got the $10 copy of L.A. Noir. This has got all the DLC. 
Um, I got uh, Gears of War 4 for like $3. And then I got Horizon Zero Dawn for $5. That's the complete edition. Uh, Resident Evil Gold Edition with all the DLC. That one was $20. Uh, Far Cry 5 was $20. And then I've got a ton of 3DS games. And I'll, I'll let everybody go after me. I'm just so excited because I got so many good ones, including the freaking Bravely Default games and pokemon and everything yeah so it was, a, wow. it was a good black friday i'm nice. very happy it was one of those things where me and jocelyn like we seriously we got together right after we ate dinner with our families got together and just started hitting stores uh it was great it's different now isn't it because i i feel like it was it's not as busy now as it was like five years ago i it feels very crazy when i got there i i mean i got there right as like doors were opening for best buy there were practically like knife fights in the aisles people were dragging hd tvs with their bare hands and shit man it, I, it, was, it was nuts i just went to walmart and they didn't even have anything ready <laughs> they were putting oh, games yeah. out when i got there and i was like what is this what is, what is going on i got there at like 8 30 and i think they opened at six i was like what is happening right now yeah. how did you guys not like get ready for this i got what did i got i got detroit become human that was 20 bucks i did get monster hunter monster hunter generations ultimate that was 35 physical on the switch and then i saw mortal kombat xl it was like 10 bucks on the xbox one x and i wanted to get that set and have a physical copy of it but mm -hmm. the games that uh the games over at walmart weren't that great i'll admit i was a little let down mm -hmm. by them they didn't have half the games out that was an issue and then yep. otherwise they just didn't have anything i was like i think i would have I think I would have had a better run at Best Buy. I think that would have been better for me to go but there. Or even GameStop. Best Buy and GameStop definitely had the best things. The worst, in my opinion, was Target. We hit Target, and Target had, like, nothing. Like, Target was basically like, hey, how do you feel about last year's Call of Duty? I'm like, why would I want that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, God of War for 17 bucks is a steal. That would have oh, been. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dragon, Dragon Quest Eleven was also kicked down to, uh, I think, $30 even uh, on the PS4 online that was on amazon mm -hmm. i didn't i already have it but if you don't that's that's a that's a good deal for dragon quest 11 that game took me quite a while to get through so i think it was what did, what did i say was it 50 60 70 hours something like that it took it takes a while and then i was still not even close to being done because there's actual like good post game content in that so mm -hmm. um yeah a lot of deals there nate did you hit black friday at all uh, the only thing I got was uh, Uncharted: The Lost Legacy for ten bucks from GameStop, but I did that Ooh, online. I that. So I saw that. That looked really good. Um, oh, you know, you know what was interesting when I was at Walmart? I almost bought one of those arcade cabinets. You know, the one that Sean got and was yep, talking about. I saw those on sale. Yeah, it was down. It was down to one hundred and fifty dollars. Mm -hmm. And I really thought about it because they had the Rampage one there, but I, I, I hedged on it because I didn't, I didn't feel like, honestly, I didn't feel like carrying it out of the store because they're heavy and I, annoying. <laughs> I think it was big, dude. So they had that at my Walmart. There's a huge display of them right next to the entrance, and they even had two built so that you could see them like on and playing. And I saw so many people like hovering around, look at them, but nobody wanted to drag this like 80 pound machine through to the register. Yeah, it's annoying. I, like, it's like, oh gosh. Like, if I could, if they had like, uh, like, you go out back and they just pull your car up and they throw it in, I'd be like, all right, that's interesting. Uh, <laughs> but there's a a really good guide on youtube i have to look it up again who did it but uh they actually show you how you can put a raspberry pi in one of those one-up cabinets Whoa. you can play anything you want they also go over how to change out the buttons and everything uh someone in the chat could probably point out who that is that i'm referring to um i just can't remember their name sean knows too but i honestly i saw that video and i thought about it and i was like that would be fun to have that like a full full-on cabinet that has retro arc and you can play anything you want yeah because we used to have an arcade like that with the hacked classic xbox and it'd be great to have one of those back 
Yes. Uh, e ETA, ETA prime. There you go. Uh, yes. It's a good video. I do check it out. If you want to get one of those, because if you can get one of those for like 150 bucks, like I saw at black Friday and you drop a raspberry Pi in there and you can change out of the buttons, you can have a $300 machine. It's the same price with all new buttons and the stick and everything and all your games on there for cheap. It'd be awesome. So mm -hmm. I thought about it. I thought about it. Um, I still need to install that HDMI port in my 64 though. So I guess I gotta do that first before I do anything else. But uh, yeah, so was, Evan, did you do any Black Friday stuff? You didn't do anything, did you? I actually worked. That was uh, I was oh, at work. You, you were you were you were in the in the trenches then on Black Friday. Yep. Uh, was it during the day or was it early? It was later. Oh, okay, so it was after like the madness took place. Yeah, just about. Oh, okay, okay. All right, that's fine. Yeah, that was like I said, it was mayhem at Walmart because they were just trying to get everything out. But uh, you're right though, Max. Everybody was walking around with TVs and everything. They were dragging TVs around. Yeah. <laughs> well, Best Buy had like this this channel to basically like make people flow like water to the registers, and people were practically busting through their fake walls to try and get to the registers <laughs> before everybody else. People are on crack for Black Friday, man. I don't really need another TV, but some of those deals were pretty good. I'll admit that there were some good deals. There um, was a a fifty five inch uh, for four hundred bucks, and I almost bought just and I can't. I mean, I have such small rooms. Like this is such a big house. I have the two smallest rooms in the house. Mm -hmm. uh, my roommates have the big rooms, and I'm like, man, if I bought a fifty five inch, it'd be one of my walls. But I was almost tempted to. Well, that's why. That's what I was saying. You should just you should just get a four K monitor, Max. Um, yeah, like they have like twenty eight inch or even thirty one inch. 4k monitors but you get a good refresh rate there's no lag or anything and it looks mm -hmm. really good too uh so that's that's what i'd recommend for you that's what i use here is a 28 inch 4k monitor mm -hmm. um, they're they're not bad you can get you can get a really nice one for like 300 bucks now it does sound good i i don't like to go below 30 normally below 30 inches for some reason just because for whatever I, I like to have a 30 inch tv pretty close to my face and i review games but i might try and get a 30 inch 4k one for cheap yeah they have them out there like i know cyber monday obviously it's coming up. That might be, might be a good time to look or even just going towards the holidays. But, uh, I have an Asus something. I know Acer has their predator series too, but the whole point of that is like the lower refresh rate. So everything's really responsive mm -hmm. when you're playing. Um, black Friday, I think went over pretty well. It just didn't, it didn't feel as crazy as usual. I don't, maybe the deals weren't there. I don't know. It, it mm -hmm. I was looking at the games. I just didn't feel overly excited for, for anything that like it's maybe you want to run out and do a doorbuster or anything. I think part of it is that we are at the end of this console cycle. Yeah, I know it's not cool. official yet, but I think it's like a lot of the games we all want, we have at this point. Like, I mean, look at most of what I bought. The thing I bought most of was freaking 3DS games. I think that's a statement that we're kind of in the clearance mode. People aren't exactly like clawing each other's eyes out for Final Fantasy 15 or anything this year. If See, if I didn't have a PlayStation VR, I probably would have grabbed one of those because they were $200 with AstroBot and mm -hmm. uh, Moss, I think. I See, if I didn't have that, I would have I grabbed that. But uh, I already have that. Surprised you didn't get the PlayStation VR Max. You you probably I, thought about it, huh? Hard, long and hard. Yeah. I stared at it. I had the money in my bank account for it. I was like, mm, I did. I the main thing was that the, all there was one left, and it was pretty beat up. It looked like somebody had like done a suplex wrestling move from the top <laughs> ropes into the PlayStation department. Oh, the Best Buy, like literally, games were upside down, shelves were ripped out. I was like, mm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pick up this destroyed copy of a uh, uh, PSVR and hope it works. So. What do you guys want to start with tonight? Do we want to start with the Zelda rumors? Do you want to start with the Pokemon sales? What are you guys feeling? I, 
I kind of want to talk Warframe at some point, just Ooh. since, since we're still do, on the topic of what we played. Let's do Warframe first. Let's get into War. Warframe released on Tuesday mm-hmm. uh, to massive, massive interest. In fact, they were having server issues because everyone was hitting this thing so hard mm-hmm. on the Switch. It's done by Panic Button, Digital Extremes, and so far it seems like a lot of people are enjoying this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially because I think there are a lot of people who either played it back. Like I played it. I talked to you, Evan. I played it back in like 2014 when it was very new and it had nowhere near the content or, or some of the features it has now quality of life stuff. Definitely. And then I look back at it now and I'm like, this is a completely, this is a completely different game. Mm-hmm. Like completely different. Uh, but what do you, what do you think, Max? You, you really want to get into this. It it's so good. So I came into this completely blind. I'd never really messed with Warframe very much. It is so accessible. You know, it's just like I don't know. There's so much cool combat. The questing system is really good. I think that the like at first hour of the game is kind of like a tutorial. I love the fact that you just get thrown into random parties. It's just it all really functions. Yeah, I hope they I hope they get uh because they keep talking about crossplay. And mm-hmm. maybe cross progression. I would love to see that where you just sign into your account and you can play like how we did that with you know, the Fortnite where I was playing my Xbox. You were playing on your no, you weren't playing on your PlayStation. He's good. You're playing on your Switch, and I think Sean was playing on his Switch as well. Mm-hmm. And that worked. That was really cool to have that. Uh, but Warframe does have native voice chat, which is good. Yeah. I you can I used it. Yeah, I used it quite a bit. Oh yeah, how how that sound and everything for you? Uh, it sounds a lot better than Fortnite did at launch. Oh, okay. It's it doesn't have that tinny cell phone filter sound to it, but it's very quiet. I actually you there's a setting where you can turn up how loud voices are, and that doesn't seem to work. I think that's glitched. I tried to turn volume up, and it, it just didn't seem to really work. Mm. Did you did you uh, did you play around with like the movement options in the game? Because when I played it at first, this is back on the PC, like back in the day, I don't I don't remember having like the wall running and like the slide jumping that, and like dragon a lot of that did exist back when you started playing it. the The current wall jump to jump kick type yes. thing didn't. Yes. Uh, it, the original way was to slide kick jump and then melee, so you would spin and the animation would throw you forward. Mm. But uh, they changed it to the other one. But the wall running and wall climbing as it is now and wall clinging and even uh, the wire clinging that they added is vastly different from when you started. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's It was an interesting thing to see that, just the movement <laughs> options and everything. But when we were running through the missions, it was pretty fun. It had kind of that action third-person RPG style. There's a lot of stuff to do in that. A lot of customization in that game. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it is slightly overwhelming. So, um, But the one thing that definitely wasn't there because you explained this was the uh, the open world or the hub world, Evan? Uh, the Well, you didn't get to go to the Cetus open world, but the second open world isn't there yet. You're right. Yeah, but I mean like the where you can kind of have like that social hub. Well, the social hubs, they are there. There's several of them. Uh, We landed in Cetus, which is the main city. It's kind of the social hub for that first one. Uh, But there are other ones floating around in space that are just basic hubs, not really Mm. as open as the the main world with quests and everything. Mm. Evan, how many hours do you have in that game again? 1.4. Yeah, 1,400. 1,400 hours. (laughs) So, yes, guys, there's a lot of stuff to do in that game. Nate, what did you think of Warframe? Was this your first time playing it? Yeah, this was my first time. I mean, it definitely reminds me of Destiny, but in a good way, not the terrible way that Destiny <laughs> reminds you of Destiny. And it kind of has like a Mass Effect feel to it too. Like yeah, I like the yeah, settings, yeah, I like the speed of the combat. I'm still like, I'm really early in the game, but I think I'm mostly impressed with how well it performs in handheld on Switch. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, I mean, because you're right. Great. When it, it does look really good on that screen. 
So I like that's really what impresses me is that I can just you know play it in my leisure in a handheld mode and it doesn't feel compromised. Okay. Okay. And yeah, it does feel kind of like Mass Effect, right? You're talking about the settings. If you go into the settings and you look in the options menu, you can you can play around with actual visual effects and stuff, which was on the other systems. But like to have it on the Switch was that caught me off guard a little bit. I, uh, I turned out as soon as I started recording my video, the first thing I did is I turned off motion blur yes. because motion blur looks weird when you record it. And I just feel like it made everything just look so cool. Like the, the fact that you can turn off like like reflection effects and turn down particle physics and all that. It's like, what the heck? That it's was weird. weird. Yeah, when I saw that, it was like turn down particle effects. I was like, are, are, I can do that. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's OK. I'm allowed to. Like, I felt like I was I was like breaking the wall doing that on the switch. It was weird. <laughs> well, and, and it makes me happy because I guarantee you the most hardcore of the hardcore players who get really like deep into switch multiplayer are definitely going to turn off all those options. So they load that microsecond faster. So all the I'm sure the switch tutorial videos are going to be people with minimal UIs. Oh, yeah, they're going to have everything turned off. So they get yeah. that that rock solid frame rate. <laughs> uh, uh, let me go through some of the super chats here before we talk about some of the, the rumors and news and stuff. Uh, Wishbone says did you guys know that sega genesis and super nintendo had online services sega channel on the x-band see if you can get access to a private server for it i do know i do know obviously sega channel i know x-band x-band had what game was that i'm gonna have to look that up they did use i know at least one game that the super nintendo one used it was the cover was like uh two like warrior looking guys with and one had an axe and i'm trying to remember what that game was called but yes, there I I do remember seeing that even the little cartridge and stuff that you needed with like the modem on the side. I wish I could remember what that game was called. Somebody there were I think there's only like two games that used it too. Sega Channel was legit. The rich kids had it in my neighborhood. I'd see it. Weapon sometimes. Lord, Weapon Lord. Thank you. Uh thanks, uh KG. Weapon Lord. Uh so everyone had a lot of people at Sega Channel though. Mm -hmm. Sega Channel was was awesome. Oh, so that that was how we had Wiley Wars back in the day was through Sega channel. Um, that was such a, that was such a cool idea back then though. The problem, the problem we ran into was it was a service. So it went away and there's games like Wiley Wars that you can't get anymore unless somebody makes you a repro of it. But did, ever, did it, did anyone else have the Sega channel back in the day? Uh, a buddy of mine did. It's how we played. I think comic zone, they cycled yep. that into the list mm -hmm. and we just, we'd randomly pick games out throughout the day. It was awesome. Yeah, for the people who never got to try it, it was basically it was like 40 games at a time, right? Where it was like Netflix, mm -hmm. but if you had 40 games accessible. So when you paid for the service, you actually got a Genesis cartridge plugged into the system, screwed a coax like early Internet cable into the side of it and then <laughs> downloaded like a series of games each uh, each month. And uh, I, that, that was the way I got to play a lot of the the weirder Sonics like Sonic Spinball. My parents were never going to buy me a Sonic Pinball game, but I could install it there. And some of the games were actually too big for that cartridge. I think it was Mortal Kombat. You yes. had to download half, yeah. and then it would give you the other half. It was so game. funny. It would split it up. Yeah, you'd have like half the roster, and then you'd have Mortal Kombat 3-2 or something. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny. I remember that, though. You're right, Evan. That was so funny when that was happening. Pulse Man, that was another good one. Good one, Deep Entertainment. That was also uh, exclusive to the Sega channel. And there was, uh, I think that's where I played Rocket Knight for the Sega. That was... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Death Wish, Death Wish Cassidy asks, why is the Punch-Out protagonist not in Smash? What? I don't I don't know what that means. <laughs> that, that's like saying, that's like asking why, what? It'd be yeah. a weird, it'd be, it would be a waste of an Echo Fighter, because they wouldn't give him an original moveset. He'd just be a little Mac. Or wait, or is, I don't know. 
I don't really know what that means, but yeah, I, I mean, it, it's just a general why isn't this character in Smash uh, question? Gotcha. Yeah, but, but Little Mac is the protagonist of Punch. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm like, I'm like, I, I'm thinking of the Wii version or like, something. Yeah, what the hell? Okay. <laughs> uh, Ruffle uh, Ruffle says, uh, being a PC gamer is hard. Been trying to find a new card for my PC, and my power supply unit is 460 watts. Uh, i7 6700, 60 gigabytes of RAM, currently on a GTX 960, came pre-installed. PS4 Pro silent fan model worth it. I mean, you can you can upgrade to like Evan love yeah, you really like your 1060, don't you, Evan? Yeah, it's pretty good. How many power, how many power inputs that thing have? One? Uh yeah, one. Yeah, it's like a six pin, right? And it's even half the size of my old, yeah. I think, nine series card or whatever I had. Yeah, if you get the 1060, uh six gigabyte, you you can do you can do 1440 without too much issue with like medium settings uh, or the 10, the 1070 is pretty sweet. And they have some of those 1070s under $300 for cyber Monday. Uh, although you might want to check the power inputs. I know your 460 watt will be fine, but you want to check your power inputs to make sure it matches up. But the 1070 is probably the, the jump I would make for the money because the 1080 while it's getting cheaper is still not to really where I'd want it to be yet. A 1070 is that'll conquer 1440 for you. No problem. So uh, 1080, you might as well get a 144 hertz monitor because you're gonna be pushing some frames to that. But uh, yeah, I, I would go to that. I'd go to a 1070 if you can, uh, because that'll actually cost you less than the PlayStation 4 Pro that's silent now. So uh, that's just adds up there. Everything else you have is good. i7, 6700, 16GB of RAM. You'll be you'll be fine there. Uh, so we also had, interestingly enough, rumors for a new Zelda. Mm, yeah, and. This was odd because it was on Game Informer's podcast and it was talked about by their editor. Who, who it was probably someone who would have information about something like that, whether they're writing articles or putting together the cover. They do get a lot of cover stories and they get a lot of exclusives as well. Uh, because of course, Game Informer and GameStop are like, you know, intertwined basically. Mm -hmm. So what do you guys think about a new Zelda game possibly in 2019. And the other question is where would we even fit that thing in? Because we feel like Bayonetta is showing up in 2019, right? Or even Metroid. Mm -hmm. Where do you fit Zelda with Luigi's mansion? And then also animal crossing. I think so. My, my full theory is I think that this is probably going to be a 2d like 3d sprite remake of links awakening. Cause that's been my dream forever. Oh, come on. I better be it. <laughs> that's one of my favorite games. And we've heard rumors that they've been messing with it, that they've been trying to do something with the links awakening game, since it's still such a high selling game that they've never really brought back. Yes. Uh, and also I think that they'll probably just drop it, uh, early summer. I would say like, uh, may like just before E3, just as a, like, here you go. Just, Hey, you guys want another Zelda? Here's this thing. We're going to put in all these collectibles. It's going to have like homage weapons to like Breath of the Wild. It'll be new. It'll probably be 50 bucks, even though it's just a little 2D Zelda. Uh, and I think everybody like me will be happy. Okay. Okay. What about Nate? What are you thinking about this Zelda stuff? I mean, if, if one comes in 2019, I would suspect that it would come during the holiday season in probably like a November release. And my expectation is that it would be a top-down Zelda because Nintendo has gone on record to say they're not abandoning that style for the franchise. Yeah, I thought so, Miyamoto mentioned that at one point, didn't he? Yeah, it was either Miyamoto or uh, Anuma. They, one of them said that they're going to continue that style after uh, Link Between Worlds. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I'm all for that. I like the top-down Zeldas. 
Yeah, so that would be my expectation, especially for it to come this quick, if it is 2019. And that's where this rumor, I find it funny, is that all Imran actually said was, a Zelda is coming sooner than we think. And for some reason, people immediately jumped and assumed it has to be 2019. Mm -hmm. Whereas, I mean, we get a Zelda, what, every five years? So mm -hmm. sooner than we think could be 2021. Mm -hmm. It it doesn't have to be next year, so I just well, we, I mean, we, had, funny. we had a, we had an okay cycle going, wasn't there? Like, uh, did we have Zelda going like every two years almost there because the 3DS team was always working on like the well, they had a team for the well, like, yeah, the they had, worlds. They had the port. I mean, you had uh, Ocarina 3D, yes, and then you had Majora's Mask, and then you had the Link Between the Worlds, and then you had Triforce Heroes. So, I mean, you had two ports, two yeah. original games, but the only one that was actually ambitious would have been Link Between Worlds. Sure. So, I mean, in this case, let's say 2019 does happen for Zelda. It's top-down, and it is a remake of Link's Awakening Ooh. or Season of Ages or something. Ooh, I'd buy that, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't think we're going to see Twilight Princess or yeah. Sword come to Switch, just because after Breath of the Wild, going back to that old style for a 3D Zelda, it probably would feel a little jarring, especially this soon. Yes. Yeah, that's actually a good point I think of, yeah. Like so, I think I think that smaller one, like a top-down, lower budget, you know, style one would would be a good, I think, midway point, you know, before they do what's probably going to end up being. I mean, we all think there's gonna be another Zelda game on the Switch, but it'll probably be like one of the not one of the last last games, but mm -hmm. it'll be in like the later years of the Switch, probably even becoming a you know going to the next generation as well as they're all Tegras. That's kind of what we think there. They're going to be building this next Zelda game for like the next five years or whatever it is from when the other one released. That would be, I think it'd be cool to have like a top down Zelda game drop in like November or even early 2020 or something. Well, and I also feel like it opens the door for maybe if they end up start doing some sort of Switch Pro or Switch Mini or Switch whatever, if they start trying to do bundles, then they could bundle in and call it like the the Switch uh, Zelda bundle and literally put like a digital code for this one because it's going to be a cheap HD remaster in Breath of the Wild. I just, uh, I, I, you can tell they're trying to do whatever they can to keep the Switch selling as fast as it is. And a digital pack-in like that might as yes. well. Well, you would, you would figure if they were going to do this, we would hear about it soon-ish. Yeah. Like soon. I mean, if they're going to release it in 2019, we'd have to hear about it by, by minimum. Like the latest would have to be E3. Mm -hmm. That's why that's why to a degree I'm hoping this isn't sort of like the Pokemon Quest situation where there's a company already making a game and then Nintendo approaches them with an interesting idea mm. and then we'd get basically the Zelda app. Oh, what if it was a Zelda mobile game? Yes, that's my <laughs> issue. Like that's what I'm, I'm hoping. Oh no. Watch watch it be like a Mario run and it's just Link constantly running and you tap the screen to make him swing his sword. And then oh, swipe up man. to jump and there swipe you go. up to jump. Yeah, oh god, delete that, would, that idea. That would hurt. <laughs> I don't know. I guess that would hurt more than the, the, the 3D, a 3DS game. Everybody wants it on the Switch, whatever it is. <laughs> so it's a legend of Diablo. <laughs> <laughs> man, that would be that would be funny. That'd be Zelda bad. That'd be funny. Uh so we, we assume that it to be something they show us in January or then you know later in maybe in April or even June. So um, but if I mean if do you think they'd pull that in and make it a 2019 game if either Bayonetta or Metroid can't make it to 2019? Do you think that would be a something they could use to fill the gap? Like, because then Holiday, they'd have we assume Luigi's Mansion, Luigi, like the new Luigi uh, Mansion game is probably releasing it. We think around Halloween. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you'd have Pokemon, right? And then maybe you'd have something like let's say Bayonetta released somewhere in there, and then you have Zelda. I guess that'd be 
That'd be a pretty good holiday then. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a top-down Zelda wouldn't be viewed as big as the 3D Zelda, so it wouldn't be a exactly. Breath of the Wild type situation where people are like, oh my god, it's a brand new Zelda. It would, I mean, it would still be popular, but it wouldn't be that Megaton holiday yeah. release. So a title like Bayonetta 3, Metroid Prime 4, Animal Crossing, Pokemon would still have that holiday stronghold. Yeah, it would. I mean, it'd still be a. You still get five, six million units out of that. No sweat. I, I think that what they'll probably end up doing, if it's real, is they'll treat it like uh, Samus Returns and be like, treat it like this cool honorary. Like we're bringing this character back, uh, and it's gonna be neat, but not marketed all day long the way they're gonna do. With, definitely with like Bayonetta and uh, Metroid. Yeah, what did Link Between Worlds sell? I don't even. I, I don't think I ever looked that up. Eight hundred million copies. Eight hundred million. <laughs> uh, I'd have to check that to see what that did. <laughs> I, you know, I'd be, I'd be all for that. A top-down Zelda, a more traditional style Zelda for people like, like old people like me. Yeah, I'm in for that. That'd be awesome. Well, it, it's funny how Nintendo has actually officially commented on liking making top-down Zeldas several different times because they actually talked about that way back in the day after they made Minish Cap. Uh, because that was like the last major Nintendo game on the Game Boy Advanced. And they came out and said, like, there will probably be 2D Zeldas in the future. And of course, they did Link Between Worlds and everything. But it's funny that, like, they keep having to come out and like, why would you think we'd stop making these? They're easy to make. They're fun to make. Like, we, we're just going to keep making them. So I found, okay, the some sales I found for Link Between Worlds on the 3DS is that it, its first its debut week in Media Create in Japan was it sold 224,000 units mm -hmm. in the first week. Um, so that that's pretty good, I'd say, for a top-down Zelda game on, on the 3DS in 2014. You know, so that's that's pretty good there. But what do you guys what do you guys think for fi final say on it? Yes or no? Zelda 2019. Yes. Yes. I'm gonna say yes as well. I think I think it's gonna be there. Mostly because yeah, I, don't, I don't think it's going to be a Breath of the Wild type game. So yeah, I'd, I'd hope so. And I, I'd hope it wouldn't just be an HD remaster or something old, maybe like a re-envision of it. Mm -hmm. I'd like to see maybe some newer mechanics based on the system it's on. So that's kind of what that's kind of what a link between worlds kind of was, because it was still a playoff of Link to the Past, but yep. it was different enough to where if I mean you rented weapons, right? And then you would go back and then you would buy those weapons later on. Mm -hmm. uh, but you can do the dungeons in any order you want. So it was. It was actually kind of cool. I I wasn't a fan of that personally. Really? I didn't, didn't like I'm it. Alone. Oh, I love that game. I, I, <laughs> I thought it. It was. I like that Zelda usually feels very directed. Zelda yeah. really feels like this. You gotta freaking save Hyrule Link. Ah, but this is the first <laughs> one that I played where it's kind of like eh, if I put this down, it doesn't matter. But I, I know I'm alone in that. Mm. Yeah, I I can see what you're talking about. I just I liked it because there, there was even a twist in the in the game towards the end. It was weird. So <laughs> I was. I, I also like I really like Link to the Past, so I'm a little biased there, I guess. That was, that's my favorite Zelda game, so it was cool to see like basically a sequel to it um, at that point. <clears throat> hey, Max, you want to tell me about Fallout 76 and why it's so awesome? Yeah, so the masterpiece <laughs> that is Fallout 76, so funny enough, I think I still have my sealed, yeah. So it, I actually, I got sent a copy of it uh, by of, to review on Xbox One, and I accidentally bought a copy of it on Amazon a million years ago and forgot. So here's my sealed copy of it as well. Hey, it's uh, worth it's worth forty bucks now, man. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> the fact that I got a price drop. So I have a huge video coming out uh, out about it tomorrow morning, uh, where we bring back Doug Money to talk about it. But the big issue with Fallout seventy six is that it is very clearly unfinished. There's mm. not really another way to slice that cake. Is 
there are a lot of quest lines that seem to repeat themselves. Like there's like a whole series of like, is this a survivor style missions? It's it's very frustrating. Honestly, I I played so many of the missions. I got really deep. I did a bunch of in-game content and it's a freaking dumpster fire. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's it, it seems like it's not very good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's put it lightly, I guess. The you're right when you say it feels like it's not finished. It the part that feels unfinished is is literally the quality assurance. Yeah. Like that's it, I don't even did it go through that? That's the question because it, every well, person I've talked to about it and I haven't bought it yet because I'm going to be honest, it's going to be 10 bucks in like 3 months. Yeah. <laughs> um but everyone I've talked to, I talked to what about it, I talked to others it disconnects. They can't even play the game half the time. So here's the thing that I definitely know is real, which is because I've gotten to talk to a couple of the developers now is that the big thing is that they just had to have it out by November. They had to have it released. So they had that strict deadline. And there was the really big issue of the fact that they just had that looming over their heads. The game was so incomplete that when they threw the beta out there, the beta was very, very raw, and that was supposed to be the finished game. So I've calculated it. They've re released 11 patches in the last 30 days. Dude. Like, from the time the beta dropped, which is basically the final game, until now, we had 11 different patches. Dude, the first patch was like 40 gigabytes. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> and none of them really fix any of the primary things. They they managed to sh fix a couple of the UI glitches. The menus are a little bit better. They fixed some of the physics errors, so when you shoot bodies, they don't fly away like a balloon anymore, but it's still just so bad. The frame rate's tied to the logic, right? So if you stare at the ground, you run really fast? They they fix that to a great degree. That still happens. There's a video of two people doing a foot race, and yeah, I saw one that. person looks straight down and starts running like the freaking Flash in a DC comic book. Oh, man, that's so... It, it's so... Like, it's funny because it's bad. Uh, I'm not surprised by the way that it's $40 after seven days of being yeah. on sale. It, it barely, we barely got the first media create sales charts before that thing's discounted. Uh, that's yeah. not normal. <laughs> that's not normal at all. I'm gonna tell you that now I know black Friday and like the sales season stuff. Th that's not normal. Like you don't so, see that. I, I couldn't go in and buy red dead anywhere for 40 bucks. So my big video coming out tomorrow, I'll go ahead and hint at it for the people that are uh, going to tune in, but I'm going to do a big video basically arguing that this, not only should have been early access, but I think it needed to be early access. And for a variety of reasons, like part of the reason of early access games actually can patch for free whenever they want. They don't have to go through like the approval process every time. And I think this game needs constant updating. It is that destroyed that it needs a team of people constantly just gluing it back together. That's I, how wonder, bad I wonder if it's just the engine just wasn't ready to be used online. Like it was not an engine that should be used in a, in a game like this. I, I don't think it's that. Uh, my theory is that it's just that the game is not even, it is so unfinished, they weren't able to compile a lot of it. Like, you'll notice things like, uh, there's lots of times where uh, one of the famous glitches people like to show is the fact that sunlight will shine out of rocks randomly. It's clearly <laughs> things that, like, the game just isn't, the glue isn't dry, and they're trying to run it. So it's not that the game is having, like, engine issues, is my personal opinion. I think it's the fact that the game is just so raw, and they're trying to dump 8 million players into the world. So funny enough, when I reviewed the game, I met a bunch of people online who are very nice and very friendly. We had a bunch of great adventures. I added all of them to my Xbox friends list so we can play later all of them have quit i've been wow. watching they all of them every single one of these people who who themselves told me that they love the game 
all of them have already quit. They're just done. They're just not playing the game anymore. Because there's nothing to do. There's nobody to talk to. There's not like cool factions, really. The factions are there, but they're basically just talking computer screens. It's just, it's done, man. Wow, that's that's bad. This is such a bad look for Bethesda. Remember when we Oblivion came out or even Skyrim? We were like, Bethesda is the best company ever at making an open world game. Mm -hmm. And now like Rockstar... And even uh, Ubisoft are making them look bad. Yeah. You know, like Assassin's Creed Odyssey, despite some of the dumb microtransaction stuff, the open world in there is really well done. Same with Red Dead Redemption. So it's like Bethesda's behind the times. I, I don't know if they need to update that engine or do something new with it, but it just, oof, man. But see, I mean, aren't they using the same engine on Starfield? Didn't they say yeah, that? Yes. They're using that, that, that coming out it is, but I've I've read more technical stuff from certain developers that say that's not exactly, it, it's not exactly one to one. It's not. It's that those Legos are in the box, but they're not exactly using the same set. So uh, I am still optimistic, but very much so. I think they needed to realize that they need to throw away about ninety five percent of that engine. It My, may be. Yeah. I was gonna say. I think the reason they stick with it is that it's fast. I, I mean, let's easy, face yeah. it. Part of, part of the reason they built Fallout seventy six so quickly and Fallout seventy six has such a massive map is because they just took Fallout four and started repasting buildings and repasting stuff like that. So my fear is that they'll just take Starfield and update the graphics and update the engine as much as I can, and then still just copy and paste the same buildings. Hmm. Yeah. It's. Uh, I don't know. It, it's. It's a shame that people are already. Obviously, we already kind of have a in our in our mind what's going to happen with starfield it's going to be broken and buggy and everything but mm -hmm. i guess we'll say i'm concerned it's just going to look dated because their games now just look like fallout 76 looks dated yeah well i mean fallout 4 looked like an xbox 360 yeah. game in almost every way so it looks, they look dated and it's like uh, i guess they want to keep using the engine because you said it's it's cheaper probably use it than to build another engine because that's going to take time and a lot of money so they don't they don't want to do that and they don't i guess they don't want to use a middleware like an unreal engine or something mm -hmm. so I don't know. Starfield is, uh, I will say Starfield and Elder Scrolls six are going to be under a magnifying glass now because mm, it's using that same engine. Fallout 76 was a disaster. 46 on Metacritic, I think. Yep. That is the same score as Sonic 06. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, oh, that's not a good legacy. Let, let that sink in for a second there. <laughs> uh, Nate, did you play? Did you, did you play Fallout 76? I, I didn't know if you No. I, I think Max played no. it because he had to but yeah <laughs> I, I don't buy fallout games until they're either like heavily discounted or, or until you're until you hear that the community's fixed it which is usually how bethesda deals things yeah yeah i i don't rush out for bethesda games really like i enjoyed skyrim i and like doom and wolfenstein but any of their open world stuff like the fallout series it doesn't really interest me just because i mean fallout is basically Elder Scrolls and a post-apocalyptic age with guns. Right. And I'd rather play the Elder Scrolls series than the Fallout games. Yeah, yeah. I I, I really liked Oblivion. That came out, I thought that was amazing. Skyrim was pretty cool to the dragons, but it ran terrible on my 360. Better on PC. And I don't know, it's it's weird how, how much had fallen from then. I don't know, just the way you see Bethesda now as opposed to then. It, it uh, sort of reminds me of... Uh... 
when a YouTuber does like a crazy prank video and gets like 10 million views and they just keep trying to replicate that magic and they keep making increasingly more dramatic videos and going more and more off the rails, they kind of feel like that where they're like, oh my God, Skyro made us $80 billion. Okay, let's try and replicate that. Okay, let's try and rush Fallout 4. Okay, let's make Fallout 76. Okay, let's make a uh, an Elder Scrolls MMO. Just make it. Go, go, go. Yeah, even, even uh, Morrowind was really impressive for its time. Yeah, I actually it. I played a bunch of that this morning as a test on uh, Xbox One X because mm. it, sorry on Xbox One S because you can run it on Xbox One S. Morrowind looks great. It runs. It has NPCs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you have? Do you have? Uh, you have a nice old public, right? Yep, and that runs on there great too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pop that in, man. You get sixty frames on that sucker. Whew. I also like it. It's a weird thing. I like that those games are technically so small. So when you put the disc in, it inst installs the game because, you know, it just basically downloads digital version of it in like 30 seconds. So you're just instantly playing like the best games of Xbox. Did you? Oh, no, you didn't get the X. I was going to say you should have popped in Final Fantasy 13. Right. I, I think I'm still going to play that anyway. It's just because the I hear the the S enhancements are still fine. They they upgraded the uh, assets and everything. So it still looks really good, but it looks mm -hmm. insane on the X. Like it looks like a whole new game. So. The, the the Final Fantasy community is doing stuff where they take screenshots and zoom in on Lightning's clothes and stuff and be like, look <laughs> at the fabric. We used to do that back when the 360 first came out. I remember that. Oh, We'd yeah. be like, look how shiny this wall is. <laughs> There's water on the wall. Yeah, the water. Yep, the water in Gears of War. I remember yeah. somebody walking up and like sticking at his hand and watching the water bounce off his hand and be like, this is real oh, water man. in the game. It was great. Uh, I remember when we were playing Halo 2 and we got component cables for the flat screen TV we were playing on. Mm -hmm. We plugged it in. We have like network when you're playing online, you got like a green bar mm -hmm. and it like, turns into like yellow and red, depending on how your connection is. And when we plugged it in, we realized that they were like, it was like 10 different dashes because mm -hmm. it just looked like one blur. It's like, it, it is, it's amazing how, uh, how blurred some of this stuff was on, on like older TVs. Oh yeah. Couldn't even play dead rising. Right. You couldn't play that on old TV. The text no. was too blurry. Yeah. The text, well, the text was small. It was yeah. like a centimeter tall on a non HD TV. <laughs> Uh, let me get through a few of the super chats. One up, John. Could we see Nintendo related content added to Warframe? Metroid would be cool. That's a good question, John. That would actually be really. I wonder if they would let them do that because right now there's no cross play, there's no cross progression. Although there is cross play in Rocket League, and that has the Samus car and the Mario car. I, I think as long as they keep it not cross play, it's possible. Yeah. I would that would be really cool if they had like the Metroid, if they had like uh Samus's suit in there as an option, or mm -hmm. even just the color scheme like preset and everything. If if they did it, it might be a color palette or it would be an overlay skin for maybe one of the suits, and they'd probably do an overlay skin for the lander to look like her lander as well. Yep, that's what I was thinking is I want the I want my ship to look like her ship. That would be cool. I would like to see that. Uh that'd be I think that'd get people on board with that. I mean, they let, like I said, they let the people from Rocket League, Psionics, use some of their IPs. So with Nintendo now, it's hard to guess. It really is right now because they're Nintendo's all over the place. Uh, Rexol just says, dude, with an exclamation point and a question mark. How are you doing tonight, Rexol? And then uh, Leo Aguilar talks about the Smash Ultimate leaks, which we're going to get into, saying people got ROMs of Smash Ultimate and streaming it. We won't talk about any spoilers here, so you guys don't have to worry about any of that. Mm -hmm. But um, we'll be talking about the leak that's now taking place now it's out there because people are streaming it on youtube uh, i don't think they are now i think they got taken out by uh nintendo but or somebody but uh yeah smash is badly leaked right now it's everywhere mm -hmm. um and we'll, we'll talk a bit about that uh as well so uh pokemon we talked about pokemon let's go earlier we had some sales numbers reported 
I know Nate, you tweeted about it too, right? Yeah. So what kind of numbers we what kind of number do we get, Nate? Was it three million in the first three it was, days? It was within the first week, basically. They didn't really say this much time, but within the first week, it was basically three million copies had moved. And keep in mind, some of those were the hundred dollar versions with the Pokeball. Mm-hmm. So I I think they made a lot of money. <laughs> so uh, yeah. I mean, there were still only at like 25 million switches, right? So that means that this is about an 11 or 12% attach rate for day, like basically day one. That's insane. Yes. Yeah. It was, uh, and um, they, they did the numbers with media create because uh, we'll have to wait for MPDs and stuff. Mm-hmm. But for the MPD, because it sold for, for media create, it sold over 660,000 copies in the first week. Mm-hmm. And you're right, Max, they measured that up and it was 12% attach rate with, which is better than everything back to Pokemon X and Y because that had like a 16% attach rate. God, my God. Yeah, so everybody, and, and they managed to also in that same week in Japan sell just over 200,000 Switch units. Oh my God. That's is a oh. lot because like if you, the next slot down, I believe was the PlayStation 4 at at uh, 17,000 units. <laughs> uh, so there were a lot of Switch systems. It was definitely a Pokemon week in Japan. I will say that. Um, Fallout so, actually, Fallout actually launched there too. I think Fallout got like sixty or seventy thousand units actually moved. So one thing I want to pitch to you guys, because now that we're seeing it out here and just selling like crazy and selling switches like crazy, how much do you guys think that this is because of the Pokemon Go cell phone app? Because honestly, everybody I talked to in real life who played the app really religiously bought a switch in the last week for let's go i could see it being heavy in japan for that reason since the mm-hmm. the app works better in cities and these people probably all bought them in cities so they've probably been playing it for a while that way mm-hmm. that's a good question i i'm i would like to hear more about that from people who are actually uh like because there are people actually polling people to see if they're interested in and there apparently is quite a bit of interest from the pokemon go community but i mean this i mean this really pulls right to them because they you know it's kanto it's it's 150 what three pokemon i think are in it or something like that because they have the uh the new pokemon that got added in um and evan you said the uh, the alone yeah a couple of the alones okay yeah so it it sounds like it's really geared towards the older people the older audience and people who are playing pokemon go i think you're right max i think there are quite a few we're gonna find out definitely in when is when's the next report in january right and in january it's me a little bit but we'll find out then because they're gonna have to tell us how many there's also the chance that they tell us about that before because we heard about mario odyssey selling nine million copies in two months mm-hmm. and this sold uh three million copies faster than mario odyssey did i mean i i think we'll hear something next week we're gonna hear something about the north american sales post black friday yeah i can see that I can see that. Yeah, like that makes if sense. they moved them, let's just say hypothetically, they moved a million units just on Black Friday. Nintendo will put out a press release next week saying during the holiday week, Pokemon Let's Go sold one and a half million units in North America Thanksgiving week. And then that's just people sit to say, wow. Yeah. I mean, that's basically how you do it. You basically just throw that out there and say, look how many things we sold. And people go, oh, that's a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah. my, my question now is, What's that? What do you think the MPD is going to look like for November? Uh, I, I would guess it would probably go something like not counting bundles. Like I'm not going to include the Spider-Man bundle because that Spider-Man bundle probably moved 2 million units. This well, week. you, I mean, that's, oh, the, yeah. that's, the that's the counter. Yeah. So, but like, I think red dead 
and Pokemon will definitely be among the top three games mm-hmm. for the month of November. Yeah, I can see that. I, I think because they're going to split Pokemon up, it's going to be uh, like you'll see Pokemon uh, or Let's Go Pikachu as probably number. I'm going to say number three and then you'll see Eevee as like number five. So I'm going to mm-hmm. say because you'll have Call of Duty and then Red Dead at the top more than likely because they're going to keep selling. Mm-hmm. Uh but I do think those if I and I think we'll hear something f- from the MPD saying if you add them together, the number one, that's the same thing happened in the UK system wise, though, I, I think it'll go PS4, Switch, Xbox one. But they're going to say revenue wise, the switch was number one. Like if you take like the, the dollar amounts, uh, yeah. because, of course, the PS4 bundle is two hundred dollars. And <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. so easy to just go out and impulse buy, you know, mm-hmm. we'll probably MPD will go PS4 switch. And I'll go crazy here, and I'll say 3DS. Oh then, no! Then Xbox One. <laughs> oh man, if that happens, that's gonna be. I mean, the, the Xbox had some deals though. There, there was the no, micro. But a lot of retail musings from managers and even from like NPD tractors were saying the Xbox they just were not moving because the deals weren't good enough. Software <laughs> wasn't really moving. Uh-huh. Hardware wasn't moving. Switch was. Switch and PS4 were selling gangbusters, but mm-hmm. I mean, at 199 with Spider Man, that's if, a deal, though, man. Yeah, if Sony had five million units for stock, they would have sold five million units with ease. Yeah. I mean, they were selling out of the Spider Man bundles before Wednesday. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I I went out there, yeah, and I can say from the ground floor as somebody who's going to pick up an Xbox, there was a tower of Xboxes, there was oh, a, a shattered hole in the floor where the PS4s were, and there were a couple Switches left. So it was very obvious that. Uh, that uh, PS4 was the hardcore winner. But on the topic of uh, agreeing with Nate, there were a lot of places that were actually doing special 3DS bundles. Like the stores themselves would make it where I was like, okay, if you buy a 3DS, you get one free game under 40 bucks and like all other 3DS games you buy that day are 10% off. So I saw a lot of people, my roommate included, finally went, eh, screw it, I'll buy Pokemon again. Oh yeah, I mean, they had that Mario Maker bundle, I think too, right? For 80 bucks? Oh yeah, the $80 one, yeah. And of course, the purple one, my purple 3DS that I love sure. so much. That was on sale. I, I mean, you just picked up that whole stack of games that you got for like 17 bucks each or something. You know, that's that's like a mm-hmm. Christmas right there. 2DS XL and like eight games. Mm-hmm. Hell so yeah. I get I get the the obviously the, the interest there. Uh the Xbox One X was like 350 or 400 at on Black Friday, 400. So you could pretty much have a bunch of stuff under the tree with you know things like the 2ds xl and tons of games so that makes sense that makes sense uh, it's gonna yeah. be interesting though that's gonna be a fun mpd to see i mean the xbox one x for that price of like 350 that's a great price yeah. and i mean sony didn't even bother discounting the playstation 4 pro because the playstation 4 slim deal was just so ridiculous that why would i go you know why discount the pro right when whoever's buying it you're gonna get that extra revenue but mm-hmm. you knew you were selling two and a half million spider-man bundles this holiday you know what you know what's weird is they actually did a full price cut for the playstation 4 pro in japan but they didn't bring it over to the u.s it's 50 dollars less in japan now it's like 350 mm-hmm. uh but they haven't brought that over to the u.s i don't know why that would have been a perfect price cut to have ready for black friday but i i don't, I don't get that maybe they'll have it for the holiday it might even be a permanent price drop by the way i think it is in japan I think yeah, Japan, I think it was a permanent price drop because the pro is selling in Japan, but it's I mean PlayStation I mean, 4 the, sales in Japan aren't great. The, the PS4 is underperforming in, in Japan right now, yes. That, that is correct. They're focusing where their where their big audience is right now, which is North America and Europe. Uh mm-hmm. 
Japan is they're they're struggling. Japan, I will admit that they're down heavily from last. And it's going to get worse because last year they were breaking off some 80, 90,000 unit weeks. And I don't know how they're gonna, I don't know how they're going to do that this year. I'm looking at it and they are down badly from last year. So it may make sense because it's getting older, right? It's the, the PlayStation Five is coming, which we're going to get into here in a second at some point. But uh, that price cut, man, would have helped. I think even in the U.S. to just do even more sales for the Pro because it's the slim it with a Spider Man at two hundred bucks. That's like that's insane. Well, especially because some people might have bought it just out of desperation. There may have been some like moms with some money set aside who came there to get a PS4 Slim. It was sold out and would have grabbed the Pro if it was cheap enough. And instead, they probably left with an Xbox just since they wanted something that was like two hundred ish bucks. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I mean, eventually we got to get to the point where everyone has a PlayStation Four, so uh, it's gonna be interesting because then Sony will probably have to start looking at that PS Five, but. Mm -hmm. Uh, interesting to see the the uh, the sales and everything there, but uh, Smash Bros. We're, we're talking about this. No, we're not going to talk about any spoilers or anything because uh, it's rude. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll keep it very vague. But as most of us probably saw, especially tonight, it really took off tonight because uh, people started streaming the game straight up, and people were also distributing the ROM <laughs> online. Yep. So. It's out there. Smash Bros. Ultimate is all over the place. It's leaked everywhere. People are making full videos on how to unlock this, that, and everything. All the data mining is taking place. Uh, by next week, you're going to know it's going to be everywhere. People are going to know everything about this game already. Yeah. Uh, can I just say that there was a stream going on earlier of the world's <laughs> worst Smash Brothers player. I mean, literally could not get a single hit to save his life. And the description box just said, I'm bad at Smash, sorry, and a download link for the hacked game. <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah, bro, you're... And then his, his channel name was his full legal name. So that dude is definitely in Nintendo jail right this second. I feel like they probably got in trouble. I think people probably even reported this stream, to be honest. But uh, yeah. uh, I, I think they got in a little bit of trouble there. Um Oh, they're, they're in a hole. I knew it. Nate, Nate was like, yeah, they're, they're in trouble. <laughs> I mean, a few years ago, I think it was New Super Mario Brothers for Wii leaked in Australia. They found the guy and they sold oh, him for over a million dollars. That's like yeah. rock star level. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this guy doing this for Smash Brothers is going to get hit hard. It wasn't worth it just to sit there and say, hey, guys, I got it. I'm going to reveal everything to you. There was no point in doing it. Like, thanks for the music remixes like we got to hear some music but once you went beyond that you really screwed up yeah i hope they enjoy prison they're gonna get a lot of smash in there man, oh, man. man that's uh so yes yeah, but that's the thing people are and they're people are like well what's left to what's left to show? believe it or not i could because I, I looked at some of the spoilers some of the other stuff just to see get a grasp on what's out there they actually didn't tell us as much as we thought they did they're yeah there are some things that are just uh, just hidden that we didn't know about. It's kind of impressive, actually. Some of the stuff they they kept hidden. Nate, you even talked about it to me at one point. You're like, oh, okay, well, that's in the game. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so. it, I mean, at least at least Smash is the most pre-ordered Switch game ever right now. I will say this: <laughs> in the in the amount that I watched of that stream, the game looks good. <laughs> I will say that uh, the game itself looks good. Uh, they unlocked the character. They played it. looked smooth. It looked responsive and everything. Everything looked good. So see, that's how the guy should have gone about the leaks is just be like, hey, I'm playing against my friend. We're going to be on the F-Zero stage. Here's the new F-Zero re remix for some music. I'm going to shut off all the background noises so you can hear the music and you can watch us play. And then 
it wouldn't have been that bad. It's once you get into the story stuff where it's no, that's you don't do that. Yeah, I saw that people were talking about World of Light and everything too, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because yeah, they leaked all the cutscenes. Yes, yeah, you're right. Like, they did. Yeah, don't ruin the single player aspect of a fighting game because I mean, one, the single player is never that big of a focus, but don't ruin the whole thing for people two weeks before the game comes out. I gotta, I gotta be honest though, with looking at all this stuff, there is an obscene amount of content in this game from what yeah. I'm seeing. I, I will say that I, I'm glad I watched a little bit of the, one of those like streams though, because the game is so smooth. It's one of those things where it's nice to just see the game not played by Nintendo employees, not played by professional gamers, just some random doofus who's probably sitting in a jail cell right now. <laughs> it, it, it was really cool, actually. Yeah, because you know it's not a controlled environment, you know, or anything like that. They're just, yeah. they're just playing. Yeah. Uh, but they they're so all the music got data mined. It's actually all on YouTube right now. <laughs> but but you uh we talked about they said there was like over this was during a direct right they were like there's over 900 tracks or something like that in the mm -hmm. game there's more than that actually <laughs> so it's uh it's ridiculous how much music i'm surprised the amount of music in there and then we saw on the eShop that it's like 13 gigabytes or something like that it's it's something else so it's there's a lot of stuff going on here but don't be careful out there because there's there's a lot of leaks <laughs> uh, going on right now. So uh, the PlayStation Five. Mm -hmm. Apparently, there was a there was a leak for the PS Five. The reason that people are believing this person, this was on Reddit. I'm looking at right now by uh, Ruth Cookie. That's uh, the name. So PlayStation experience is coming back apparently in 2019 and that's where they're going to be showing it. But the reason a lot of people are believing them is because they called that there wouldn't be a Sony appearance at E3 before it was even out there. And they got yelled at quite a bit actually on Reddit as a troll. And then the next day that happened and now everyone believes them. However, they did drop that information about the, about uh, the PS five after all of that went down. So I'm wondering if they just kind of put that out there just to have some fun. But according to them, it's going to be a $500 system. It's a Ryzen eight core processor and it's a beast and looking at 4k 60 mm. dev kits already out there. I think we already know that, right? We already know dev yeah. kits are out there. Yeah. Uh, okay. They're going to showcase their new products at PlayStation experience. Not surprising. They also, a lot of people miss this. They are saying that Anthem is getting delayed. Yeah. I, and and so that's about that. That's the real test is that this guy had basically a laundry list of claims that all sound very valid. But one of them at the very bottom is the fact that Anthem is being pushed out of its current quarters. So if that's true, we'll know that the rest of the laundry list is at least somewhat valid. So I'm very curious if that happens and it is being something that they're setting up to be like a cross generation launch, then things are going to be really cooking. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if they could even sell it for. For five hundred dollars, I mean five hundred is more. That's more than the likes we have right now on this video. So I don't know if they could sell it. That feels like a lot. It um, it does, and uh, smash that like button. But also, <laughs> uh, so my thing is, it's something I've seen people say. This is not my quote, but I've heard people say that like there there is a separate income bracket of people who can afford four hundred dollars for fun and people who can afford five hundred dollars for fun. Like five hundred dollars just seems like. A lot more cash. I mean, even to me, I definitely think that a five hundred dollar console better be nuts. So I, I don't know that that's the part that sounds the fakest to me personally. 
Mm. Nate, what do you what do you think about this PS5 stuff, man? I, I think it's all crap. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, 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 what exactly? I, do you think they just I, got it right and they're guessing now? Yeah, I, I mean, I shouldn't say it's all crap. I mean, it's using proven and known AMD technology for like the GPU and stuff, which is a safe bet that that is what Sony will use in a PS5. But thing, it's not going to be a 4K 60 frames a second machine. It's not going to be like some of the stuff I saw on Twitter of 20 teraflops. I mean, I mean, it's realistically going to be about 12 teraflops. I mean, that's about right. Didn't uh, who's that? Mark Cerny mentioned that you need about eight to get good, like true 4K at least. So yeah. 12 is overshooting that actually a bit, which is fine. That's actually a fair, a pretty 12 is a good jump over the 1.8 that the original play. I mean, that's, that's a pretty large jump there. Um, so getting 4K. You know, 4K 30 should be, I think, across the board at that point. And if you want to do 4K 60, you might have some dynamic resolution in there. But 4K 30, I, I feel like they're going to build it for 4K, though, with, of course, their VR stuff thrown in. Yeah, 4K 30, I think, is probably the target that they are aiming for. And, I mean, I, there's just a lot of stuff within that rumor that it's either a safe guess. It just seems like a lot of safe guesses. Yeah, where it's like, oh, this technology is out there. We know it works. We know it's already in mid range to high end PCs. By the time 2020 comes around, Sony could probably get it for a decent price where they could launch it in a 399 system. So it's just it's a lot of guesswork that is just safe assumptions that make sense. The reason I'm the reason I'm thinking 4K 30 is because we've seen how developers have gone. Developers have. Uh, visual quality uh more in mind than frame rate at this point like they'd rather turn up as many of the sliders as they can and and live with 30 frames rather than turn some of them down to live with 60 it seems from what we've seen so far in a lot of the games that's why i'm thinking 4k 30 which i think some of the games are going to look they're going to look really cool right they're gonna look pretty good but i feel like i'd rather i don't know i'm more about that smooth 60 frame rate to be honest um like if games looked a bit better now but they were all 60 frames on the next system that would be pretty awesome i'd be on board with that i i'm definitely more of a resolution than a frame rate guy uh something about this that definitely makes it seem like it's fake is something a lot of people don't realize just in the general gaming public is that a lot of the major gaming websites knew that Sony would not be at E3 before the news technically came out. They actually sent out a secret press release being like, hey, this news is happening tomorrow. Like, you guys have a chance to, like, say this however you want. But we're just giving you a heads up. Like, we're going to release this big thing that might be a bit of a bombshell, which is how places like IGN had a video ready, like, 16 right minutes away. after the news yeah. came out. You know, uh, so I think that maybe this whole fake set of leaks, if they are completely fake, could have just been like a random uh, GameSpot employee who wanted to get some Reddit karma. Sure, yeah. I mean, yeah, because that that was out there. There were a lot of places that knew about it. So even it was under embargo, you're right. Someone could have heard it in the office and been like, I'll go, I'll go pretend like I know everything and just go put this out. It's very possible. So, yeah, well, I mean, or it could have been like, I'll say I work for IGN. I got the press release two days before the embargo. I'm having drinks with my friend and say, yeah. oh, yeah, Sony's not going to PSX. Uh, or they're not going to E3 next year. And now <laughs> you as the friend are jackass. You go to Reddit, you say it. And now you're like, oh, I got attention. I'm going to be I'm going to be Internet famous. And now you start running your mouth about nonsense PS5 tweet, you know, rumors. And people are going to be like, oh, I believe him because he got this one thing right, which is yeah. how we ended up with Falco as a rumor. God. 
Well, the same thing sort of happened. Remember when this uh, whole big reveal event for Pokemon was going to happen? And, like, like Spawn Wave heard some stuff and he whispered in our ears way long ago about the fact when they were when they were talking about that Pokemon event, nobody had any idea that we were going to see Pokemon Let's Go. We had no idea that there would be this Pokemon Rumble. But like, there was enough stuff floating around that the people who are obviously invited to it, some of those people were mumbling when they shouldn't have been. So this could just be something where some guy is wanting to just stir up stuff and he knows the right ears to listen to. So it's just him trying to be a jackass on Reddit. That's true. I did good. I kept I kept very quiet with a lot of that stuff. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I remember you telling in my ear and I was like, what? I knew, I knew, that, Pokemon I knew, games? That, I knew that entire event. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I was I was more so curious what people would react to Let's Go. That was going to be very interesting. But uh, it went about how I thought, and then it sold about how I thought it would. So there you go. Yeah, PS5 is going to be interesting. I, I, I think we're all pretty much on the same thought process that it's probably a 2020 release mm-hmm. at this point. I mean, they're going to do we I mean, do we all think that 2019 is going to be like their campaign to, to start showing it off and, and making the rounds with it and then have it released in 2020? That depends yeah. on when in 2020 they're targeting. What if, if they're they... targeting early 2020, yeah. like a Switch release, then they'll gear up probably around E3 at the latest Tokyo Game Show, mm-hmm. go into the PlayStation experience, do a full type of reveal, and then you launch it three months later. If it's okay. late 2020, you can wait till E3 2020 or whatever Sony wants to call their own event. I, PlayStation, I, yeah. I, I, whatever you want to call it, yeah. A million percent, I think it's option A. I think that 2019 is going to be the year of PS5, and they're going to be dropping us hints and trailers for like ambiguous projects, and then maybe do some sort of presence somewhere like Tokyo Game Show, do their official reveal before, I would say they're probably going to do their official reveal of the PS5, probably two or three months before PSX. That way, when the PlayStation experience happens, it is just all guns blazing every single game. I, I think that's the way they're going to do it. That way they can launch it like early 2020. Right. Yeah, th- that's I, I think that's a great time for it. Actually, I think that worked out really well for Nintendo to do that to because yeah. look, when you launch a system like when the PS5 comes out, like it's selling out like right away. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's going to be one of those 24 hour sellouts like every other system does. So I wonder if even Sony looks at that and goes, well, we could just launch it in, in March and get our initial sell through done. And then make sure we're stocked because they always sell out in November before the holidays. And then it's hard to get the system throughout the holidays. And it's like, well, what if you did launch in March and then you're well stocked for the holidays when you're probably going to sell it again? Well, and I think also as part of it is that um, Sony needs to finish out the PlayStation 4 and they need to finish it out strong. This year has been great. And what's really odd is I can say for a fact there are big PS4 games that haven't been revealed yet. They're like official Sony, like actual PS4 games that people are going to want to play that haven't been shown anywhere yet. So I have a feeling that they're just going to put out all that stuff in 2019 to just basically get that last huge pavement, get all that cash, and then just jump into a PS5. Mm. Talking like a medieval kind of thing where they just kind of talked about that ex- place experience. And then yeah, yeah. Just- Oh, cool. Okay. All right. I'm on board with that. I'm on board with that. Uh, I'm going to be playing. Pro- I'm probably going to, unless the PS5 is fully backwards compatible, my PS4 Pro will probably be plugged in still, even after the PS5 is out, because I'm pretty sure there'll be companies want to take advantage of that install base. But mm-hmm. here's hoping the PS5 is fully backwards compatible. It, I think it's got it to be. be I, right? I, yeah, I literally bet my pinky on it. There's no way. It's got to be. If it's not, oh my God, is that the worst move ever? Yeah, it's going to be really bad. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, man, that's going to be bad. 
Uh, if they launch no backwards compatibility and five hundred dollars, oh man, yeah, that, then it will it will be a famously bad launch. I'm calling it now. If they if they say that it doesn't have anything like backwards compatibility, oof, oof. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be too worried about backwards compatibility. I mean, it should be pretty simple. Yeah, I would. I would yeah, assume yeah. so. Yeah, um, that's what we're all hoping. I mean, it's pretty simple to be honest. Uh, to pop in a PlayStation One disc into the PlayStation Four, but we can't do that. So, right. Every PS3 plays all PS1 games. PS PS4 can't. So it said Sony got to use that Final Fantasy trailer to tease those PS5s again. Oh man, <laughs> they're gonna. We all know it. We all know it. Is. Is that you think that game's a PlayStation 5 game at this point? It'll I, I, be at least cross-gen. Yeah, it's <laughs> gonna be cross-gen. I, I've said this before. I think what they're gonna do is I think we're gonna get the first part of the uh, Final Fantasy VII trilogy is gonna come to PS4 and then be ported to the PS5, and then parts two and three of the trilogy will only be on PS5. Oh, uh, I thought I thought you meant cross-gen between PS5 and PS6. Okay. Oh my no. Oh my, <laughs> don't, don't, don't it's coming 2025. <laughs> that's awful. No, that's fine. Oh man, that's great. It's it's gonna be fun. I mean, I'm in I'm in for a PS5 when it comes out. So hopefully it is sooner than later because I'm I'm ready to pick that up. Oh Nate, I never asked we never asked you about your thoughts on the discless Xbox One. Uh, we covered that yes. We covered last week. I don't know if you have any thoughts on it. It'll be a cool little market experiment for Microsoft to really put their streaming technology in the hands of consumers to see how well it works. So if that is a direction they take with Scarlet, as we've seen with the rumors, that you know we kind of get real world testing. Right. Yeah. Because it's gonna be an all digital one, so it's not like you're gonna buy it and then buy a game like physically in the store. Basically they're seeing if people will take it home and then they're okay to play just from their house without having to buy this or, you know, anything like that. Yeah. I, I can't imagine if the system, you know, in the rumor of coming out next year. Yes. I can't imagine it's going to be some like huge shipment numbers. It's probably going to be a very small launch because it's just an Xbox one and they're just going to see the interest levels. It's like, okay. And now we're going to get the real world information. Say, okay, it works pretty well. Okay. Oklahoma where we sold two. It didn't work that well because the internet out there was still terrible. Japan, somehow we did negative numbers. <laughs> so, so something that's interesting about, so I booted up the, the new Xbox one I bought today. Uh, it installed all the firmware. So I set up a new Xbox in 2018. What's interesting is it talks a lot about Game Pass while the console is starting up now. It actually oh, yeah. even tries to get you to sign up for Game Pass <laughs> before you see the dashboard. And I actually think that's really interesting because I decided to do it. It had a deal where once you buy the console, it says, hey, we'll give you Games Pass for a month for $1. Yeah. Like, okay, cool. So I did the $1 Games Pass thing. And immediately it said, cool, you now have 112 games yep. you can install right now. And I think... That's what this digital thing is trying to do. I think did you, already they're shifting their marketing. Is out. that your first look at Game Pass? No, I, I've got it before. I bought it uh, early this year for the first okay. time. And I thought it was all right. I bought it around Sea of Thieves. Makes sense. <laughs> uh, I would keep it for Crackdown, I guess, just in case. <laughs> yeah, well, I installed all the Fables today. So I'm going to play oh. through all the Fables again for fun because they're just on there and free. Why the hell yeah, not? Yeah, why not? Yeah, Game Pass is awesome. I like Game Pass a lot. Um, so it'll be, be interesting to see that next next uh next year i'm i'm getting one anyway because we're gonna take it apart and check it out i'm curious if the system is going to be actually smaller because the disk drive actually takes up a, a fair amount of space in there so mm -hmm. if there's no disk drive then i assume they can make the thing much smaller so that'd be kind of cool to see how they I, do that 
thinking about buying one and put it in my spare room. I especially if it's only like a hundred hundred and fifteen bucks or something crazy cheap. I'd think about just buying one to put in my bedroom as my media box. You know what's interesting? It loses that uh that uh the ultra uh was that ultra blu-ray the 4k blu-ray playback oh, yeah yeah that's like a big thing they keep pushing also you can't use your physical 360 or, or original xbox games in it then for backwards compatibility hmm. well aren't they did oh. did somebody i'm trying to remember if this was a uh, xbox fan speculating or not but i heard somebody maybe it was speculation that they might have a program where you can mail them your xbox one games and they'll make it digital to your account or something I thought the current thing was to take it into a microsoft yes. store that's Take what it was. Story, okay. yeah. I, I knew I'd heard it, something like that, but I wasn't sure that was confirmed. But if that's real, I wonder if they'll have that for everything Xbox related, and I can just literally give them my two dollar copy of Morrowind, and and now Morrowind installs forever. Well, here's how you make a bunch of money if you're my if you're Microsoft. Then you make Teen Titans on the original Xbox backwards compatible, and mm -hmm. then have everybody bring their copy into you because those things sell for like eighty bucks on eBay. It's true. It's true. And, Xbox. <laughs> they got to start just if they want to make a lot of money, start buying all the digital games that are gone. Like bring back the Scott Pilgrim game. Like just oh, buy the rest of it. Oh man, somebody make that happen. <laughs> I want that game to come back. Me too, man. It's so good. Best game movie is awesome. Ever. Yeah. Now you have to hack your PlayStation Three to get it back. Mm -hmm. It's a shame. Uh, yeah. Oh, man, I would like that game. That game would sell. I will say this: with based on indie sales on the Switch, that game would sell ridiculous on the Switch. If they get that to come back. Yeah, that, uh, I feel like they probably have to retitle it just because I feel like people don't know what the hell Scott Pilgrim is anymore. But I feel like they could call it like uh, one man's journey and people. Would I mean, the hell out for of how it. much they would probably cost to do with the licensing, they'd probably have to put it on everything and anything. <laughs> it'd, yeah, on, right. it'd probably go on cell, cell phones. phones even. Yeah. yeah, have to the 3DS. <laughs> uh, interesting. There was also something else came up. Max, you might be kind of excited for this. Maybe man, I don't know how deep this goes or how, how serious this is, but Parasite Eve uh, had a trademark filed for it. That's interesting. In, in Europe by Square. Hmm. Now we don't know if this is. Is that Parasite Eve isn't on the PlayStation Classic in Europe? Is it? It is it, not. It's, it's in Japan. Japan only, right? Japan, yeah. Yeah, only in Japan. So they trademarked it in Europe. Uh, just Parasite Eve. That's just the, just the name. Um, and everyone's trying to figure out why they're doing that. I don't know if it was running up. I'd have to look at the trademark to see if the history on it, because mm. you can look at history. But mm. I, I don't know if that's the exact reason why they would do that. Well, so I, I've beaten the entire Parasite Eve trilogy and I watched the really bad Parasite Eve movie. Oh, man. <laughs> it, and it's it, trust me, it is awful. But I, I think that. I have hesitations that they'd try and bring it back. Uh, if you ever look at the numbers, it never sold particularly well. If they mm -hmm. brought it back, it would be awesome, and I'd be very excited about it, but I, I just don't know if it would be worth their money and time. I wish it was, but Square just seems so focused on such weird projects. Like The Quiet Man. Oh God. <laughs> oh, God. Did anyone else buy that or my soldier's the only one who's yep. bought it? I, I bought it and played about 10 minutes of it. Oh, and, so oh my God. The the first game, it's like, it's like three hours long. Yeah. Uh, if you, Oh, by the way, Max, I tell you, if you beat it, you get a patch that enables sound. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it still doesn't make sense. By the way, the game doesn't, it doesn't make any sense at all. Can, can the people actually act or is everyone like, hello, uh, Jacob, you are the assassin. Chris. I will at least give them some credit. Some of them can actually act. All right. But remember that one guy, did you get far enough in the game? Like it's not that far. In, but the guy that he's kind of a jerk to your main character where he takes his, like the, the, cloth from him and wipes his blood and stuff yeah, yeah. Apparently that guy was actually being a jerk to him so it made me feel a little better about it, oh, yeah. <laughs> it instead of it just seemed like a one-way exchange yeah uh so it's it's still weird it's still 
not a good game. It's still terrible. <laughs> it's really bad. Oh, man. That's so bad. Oh, also, the PlayStation Classic is out. I keep forgetting this. PlayStation Classic is out, now that you mention it, Nate, on the third. Who's getting it now? Because I heard <laughs> a lot of people are canceling this thing. I, I'm getting it, obviously, but now so, I'm like, who's getting yeah. it? I'm reviewing it. I would not be buying it otherwise. Honestly, I'm very, very disenchanted with it now. I went from very excited to very not hyped. Uh, but mine should be getting delivered on the second. So I should have a video up on the launch. Dude, you're getting it on this. Wait, the second? That's on Sunday. How yeah. Getting it on well, the second? I, I have mailed to my PO box and I just paid for ultra ultra shipping. So my email says oh. it's coming on the second. So we'll see. I have a weird PO box place that's open uh, when my post office isn't. So. I'll be curious. I'll be curious to see what you think about that system. Uh, the, so my plan is to try and do side-by-side -side comparisons of everything I can. Because I feel like the most interesting aspect of this is if you already own the games, is this something like, is the HDification of it good enough to buy? So that's going to be my main point. It's just literally be like, is this worth the cost if you've already played these games? I like that, the HDification. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> I like that. That's good. That's good. Uh, are you getting a Nate or are you passing on that? Oh, I'm I'm passing on that. Okay. Yeah, I, fi I figured a lot of people probably would after the the, I guess the just the titles came out. It really wasn't. Well, I mean, I, it wasn't anything people were running out for really. The the games I'm pretty okay with. They're not everything I want. My problem is once all the impressions videos came out and you saw just how like thrown together this thing yeah. is. Man. It's using a free emulator and it's like oh man. Yeah, a free emulator that doesn't even seem to be optimized for whatever chip they're using. And the weirdest part is definitely the fact that it doesn't really have a menu. Like it's literally it just floating orbs in space and you click one it becomes the game. I wonder. I thought about this too. I wonder if Sony knows that nintendo is working on their 64 classic and they knew it wasn't going to be around this holiday and sony was like let's get this thing out the door because there's not going to be a 64 classic let's just get that out there uh, the the way i'm I, I think it is is i think it's that they people had enough time to make it and i think they meant for it to come out now i think it's that it was just a really tiny I, i've heard about a lot of people in like ubisoft they're just little six-man teams in ubisoft they just make tiny little projects like uh some of those crappy pets games and stuff are made by Ubisoft. It's a six man team. Right. This thing seems like it was a six man team. They just said, okay, you're an engineer, you're a programmer, you're the archivist and you're the legal expert. Make me a PlayStation classic in six months. Dude, I'm, be, I'm going to be honest with you. This looks like something they're working on their lunch break. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I'm, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't look good. Like it's, it's very odd, like frame rate issues in Tekken. It's like, why are you playing Tekken? If there's frame? like, I don't know how you do that. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll see. I mean, I'll check it out and everything. Obviously, we'll take it apart. I mean, that's the thing I'm really curious about is the hardware inside because I, mm -hmm. I think from talking to people, it might be the same chipset that's in the Super Nintendo Classic. It's very possible. Mm -hmm. It'd be very interesting because Super Nintendo Classic runs PS1 games around the same quality from what those people were describing. And of course, Digital Foundry will probably break it all down and talk about it as well. So mm -hmm. that'll be that'll be interesting to see uh, to see all of that. Let me go through some of these uh, super chats here. <clears throat> and then uh then we'll do some some q a stuff that'd be fun hey, see we got that one discord question as yes. well cool uh wesley uh says love you guys thank you wesley jesse moore says hey guys looking at looking at a ds for my five-year-old and seven-year-old boy and girl which one do you recommend who has best warranty on these things are you uh jesse you're thinking of like a it depends if you're thinking of like a 2ds 
just like not even an XL, like just regular 2DS, which would probably work pretty well. Uh, 2DS XL at least closes, but they're more expensive. Mm -hmm. Whereas I feel like if they break a 2DS, you'll be less annoyed than if they broke a 2DS XL because one's 80 and one's 150. Um, I would, I might go with just the regular 2DS to be honest, because you can get one with Mario Maker or you can get one that comes with Mario Kart. Yeah. Max, which game did yours comes with? Mario Kart 7, and I love it. Highly recommended. Okay. Uh, Mario Kart 7 has lots of unlockables, extra characters, tracks, and stuff. So it's one of those things where not only are your kids going to have fun with it, but your kids can play with each other with the on, the uh, the local co-op, and it'll keep them interested because it keeps doing stuff. It's not one of those games that you beat and put down. Okay. Okay. So yeah, yeah I guess you go with the you go with the 2DS XL bundle. Just keep in mind they're 150 each rather than like like I said, you can get the Mario Kart 7 2DS for $80. If you're buying for two kids, it's a little more manageable. Uh but the, the 2DS has a massive library of games. It's a ridiculous 2DS, 3DS, whatever. It's it's ridiculous because you can also go back to the original DS as well. Mm-hmm. And it's a, there's a lot of games, especially for like a younger audience. There's a ton of stuff. There's stuff for an older audience as well, obviously. We got you got a ton of games there. So it's uh that's a good pickup, especially now where everything's getting cheaper as we as we go along. So um, definitely a good pickup. Uh, I guess for warranty, you might even be able to buy directly from Nintendo. Uh, but otherwise, I think even like Walmart's have like and Best Buy probably even have like the protection plan where you can get like more time on it. Um, but I think Nintendo might offer that as well. So uh, well, I mean, I would... it comes with the default one year from Nintendo. Yeah, it does come with a one year from Nintendo. And honestly, at that point, they might even be interested in because you might be cycling back around to Christmas again. They might want the the flip up one if you get the regular. So mm-hmm. um, that's my that's my advice there. I would look at either the XL or the regular, depending on pricing and just see what you think. Um, either way, just make sure you get one that comes with the game because they all come with they all have bundles at this point. So get like Mario Kart 7. That's that's a fun one. Or new or new Super Mario Bros. Uh, two. That's a good one as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Jones, no message, but uh, two dollars. Thank you, Steve Jones. And Evan, what is our Discord question? All right, this comes from Level Up Spuds. Hey, Spawncast crew, did you guys see the new Detective Pikachu trailer? And if so, what yeah. do you think about it? I've watched it like nine hundred times. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Did you see the Alex Jones redub of it? That yeah, they're <laughs> putting so they're putting frogs in the water. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. It's better than I thought it was gonna look. Right? Yeah. I, I when I heard it was out, I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> and, then, and I watched it. I was like, that was actually good. I was I was okay with that. I, he, I liked it. I thought Mr. Mime looked a little weird, but he was yeah. his scene was really funny. Was wearing human skin, like that was a little <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> Did you hear that the guy, uh, the per- well, the person who did the um, the realistic Pokemon? Yes, they got hired on yeah. to that. I was like, that's cool. Their drawings are terrifying, but that's really cool. It, and that's <laughs> why, uh, if you're a big Twitter user, if you can retweet artists instead of just screenshotting it and sharing it type of thing, because that guy seriously got his job because he just had so much viral art that when it came to making a realistic, creepy Mr. Mime wearing human flesh, they went, oh, yeah, that's the human flesh guy. And they hired him. Mm. Yeah, it's it's really neat. Say, what do you think, Nate? What do you think? Uh, you think I actually didn't Pikachu? watch the trailer. Wow. Okay, mm-hmm. I would go check it out because uh, you might be surprised. It actually was. It actually was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, yeah. The, the only animated trailer I think I've seen recently is the Dragon Ball Super Brawly trailers. So well, it's not even. It's not even animated. It's like it's live it's action. Like, it, yeah, it's, it's live action. Uh, I, I saw like a picture of. It was like Jigglypuff, and it yeah. looks like something Tim Burton would have created. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, 
The Jigglypuff uh, <laughs> had like its own like people had like their own threads on Twitter and Reddit and stuff because Jigglypuff was like furry. Yeah, like had like hair and everything. And, and that, like, poor man, look, it's supposed to be a balloon. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that's great. I mean, it just shows how into this stuff people are. It's just you know, it's, it's got that fandom. It's good. Just just before we move on, I want to say I like the yeah. fact that they're kind of showing us. Uh, it's I feel like in the Pokemon world, we've never kind of shown the fact that it's a real world. Like not everybody is a Pokemon trainer. Some people are going to be cops, and there's going to be cooks and stuff. So it's kind of I, I kind of like the fact that it's like yeah, let's. Let's just do something totally random and then bring Deadpool into it. Mm. Uh, yeah, so I would check that out, Nate, just to see what you uh, what you think about it. I'm curious. Uh, you'll have to let us know next week what you think about it. <clears throat> uh, let's go. You, you guys want to go to Q&A in the chat now? Cool, yeah. Some Q&A before we finish up here. Uh, I just seen Noah Sanchez uh, said, did you see that Nintendo is hiring for a manager for Nintendo Switch Online service? I oh, saw yeah. that. And I, I, <laughs> I think somebody had to somebody had to clean out their desk and move on more than likely because yeah well it sounds like it's just the American liaison to the Japanese company anyway oh yeah well it yeah. sounds like you got to know Japanese you have to yeah it, it's it's nothing it's just the it's it's nothing but it, but it's fun to pretend that somebody got fired because of their dumb trailers I and more than likely somebody was like I'm moving on guys you know go find someone else to work <laughs> and that was it probably i like i you know people probably picture a whole scene where they kick the door in and fire him and like maybe you know throw the stuff off his desk and yell at him or something but so, someone walked in and goes did you see the amount of dislikes on that video you're fired <laughs> uh this is a good question death, death wish cassidy's as a uh, what's worse fallout 76 or the quiet man that is actually a harder question than you than you might imagine here I um well, not really. I mean, on a gaming level, it should be 76 because yeah. that's a more recognizable game. More people were looking into it, whereas Quiet Man's that thing you kind of look at and go, eh, maybe not. Yeah, but Quiet Man kind of works and kind of doesn't because it doesn't have sound. Well, the, the biggest <laughs> thing is Fallout 76 is four times the cost, so it's at least four times suckier. Okay, also, that's a good point. Yeah. Also, really the cool biggest point. hill I'm going to die on is at least you can play the Quiet Man. Sometimes you just can't play Fallout 76. It also, Quiet Man's 15 bucks. Yeah. I mean, Fallout will probably be there next week, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> nah. everybody just take turns stabbing the dead body because Fallout ain't getting up. Oh man, that was. <sighs> I, I just I can't believe Bethesda messed it up this bad. Like it really is like mind boggling. It's not I that think, shocking. <laughs> I think they just needed a game out this year that they think yeah. could sell during the holiday because they don't they didn't really have any releases. Well, here's, here's had, the thing. What? I would have I would have more. I guess uh, empathy form if they actually sent review copies out on time mm -hmm. and like it felt very purposeful for Fallout 76. I will say that it felt very purposeful that there weren't a lot of reviews done mm -hmm. on launch day and everyone went out and bought it because it's Bethesda. And then when, when your review came out pretty quick, Max, but like the next, I mean, we didn't get the Metacritic score to like what, like four five, days later, five seven, days later. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put on my tinfoil hat. The thing is, those people were afraid to release the reviews. I'm going to totally stand by that. So the thing was, you could play a total of 36 hours of the game in the beta, which is what I did. So I paid, I played almost that much. I played 30 hours of the beta, leveled up a ton. The game came out. I played 20 hours of the final game to really try and test everything and see if they managed to fix it, and they didn't. So it means easily somebody could have put about 60 hours into that game by the end of day one. And I'm sure a lot of those reviewers did. I think that they were just afraid to like a lot of the major websites were just afraid to come out and be like, oh, God, Bethesda's dead. Oh, no. Batman made a good point here. 
Metal Gear Survive is over Fallout 76. Oh, God. Metal Gear Survive isn't that bad of a game. <laughs> I mean, it's it's functionally it works, right? Like, it's not like Fallout doesn't work a lot of times. This, it actually, this actually technically works. I mean, Metal Gear Survive has some weird mechanics, but once you get over that hump, it's actually pretty... I'm not going to say it's not good, mm. but it isn't awful. When it's you get hungry and the game isn't hard to see anything. Yeah, it makes it blurry, but you, you get... It, a couple hours into the game, you start to make things that can purify water and make food pretty quick. It, but I, I just hate the early base building so much. That was my thing. Is like even getting to the point where you're not constantly blinded by thirst was so annoying to me. Yeah, I mean, this isn't an autumn. It's not like Umbrella Corpse. Where, yeah. I mean, that even that wasn't god awful. Once you learn the mechanics in Umbrella Corpse, it was actually a pretty decent team shooter. It was just nobody played the game. It actually had a competitive scene for half a year. It, the, fun, uh, yeah. the funniest thing about the Umbrella Core at launch was that they didn't make it where, like, no matter how you were moving, every style of movement was maximum speed. So everybody, when it came out, was sprinting while laying down. So everybody was laying on the ground, running about 60 miles an hour like Spider-Man. It was like, oh, okay, that's what kind of game this is. I got it. Uh, let's see. Um, <laughs> why don't we have this is from nothing? Why don't we have Super Monkey Ball port on the Switch? Didn't we talk about that last week too? I remember we talked about Super Monkey Ball at one point, and why we keep bringing Switch. it up once in a while. I can never remember why though. I think it's more for like the bundle deals and stuff because it's an amazing game that should be HD, but the original development team doesn't even exist anymore. Uh, well, I think that was fun on the GameCube. I think the yeah, I think the original talk we had was more for the I guess the virtual console but not actually called virtual console side of the Nintendo online. Yes, oh, the possibility so, of it coming up. Uh, well, technically you, Sega yeah. could do it now because they have that uh Sega Yeah, they could actually do it because they have the hardware that they had Monkey Ball in the arcades. Yeah, if they drop that on Sega Ages, I'm in for that. Yeah, they need to do Skies of Arcadia first. I think they're doing Dreamcast. I think I think they are doing Dreamcast games. I think that's something they're actually working on right now. Mm -hmm. uh, which would be really cool because M2 is very good at their emulation. Like if you play Sonic or uh what is it, Thunder Force 4? Sonic Sonic's pretty good. They added in like the drop dash and everything, and it, it, they have like the online replays where you can watch people run through and speed run stuff, and it's, it's pretty good. They they do a good job with that. So I would love to see them tackle a Dreamcast game on the Switch. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Guys of Arcadia, be cool. Jack Grind Radio, I'd be cool with that. My I, I Skies of Arcadia is top of my list, but also I'd really love to see uh, uh, Sonic Adventure One and Two definitely come back. I'd love to see two. I like two just because the opening level where you surfboard down like the <laughs> the road and everything. That was great. Yeah. I'd be on for that. Oh, Fantasy Star. Well, they'd rather just bring over bring over the one that's in Japan right now. Fantasy Star 2. Online. Yeah. I, I'd be cool that man. Fantasy Star Online. I, I like the originals more, Fantasy Star Online one and two more. So uh definitely want to see that come over. That'd be so rad, especially if it has like uh the local online, the way that uh, the local multiplayer like Diablo three has, I would totally buy my girlfriend uh, fantasy star and we play through the whole damn game. People keep asking about <clears throat> Starfield and Elder Scrolls six with that same engine. So I have more confidence in that engine when it's not online. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. So I think Elder Scrolls six and I think Starfield are going to be OK, but as, as long as they don't go online, once they go online, there's a problem, obviously. Well, because offline, at least with how Bethesda games work, you're going to have that community behind it who goes, uh, this 
questing system sucks, these weapons and how they scale suck, and then they fix it. So even if you get it day one and you play it, and you're like, oh, there's a little bit wrong with it. You can go back to it in about five or six months seems to be mm -hmm. the average and check the mods listings for these things and just be like, oh, this fixes everything. And then you're good at that, after that point. Yeah, that, so that, my biggest fear is not just that the games are going to be broken. I'm afraid that Starfield and uh, Elder Scrolls 6 are going to look like Fallout 4. Like, I'm afraid that it's just going to look like that they're just perpetually stuck in the same graphic style forever. Yeah, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to look very similar to that. Yeah, which is kind of a shame. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what they can do about that. Uh, oh, Joshua, you need to try Wind Waker. You need to play Wind Waker. You see any there in the chat saying you, you want to play it really badly. I don't know if they'll ever bring that to the Switch because I, I don't know if they really need to, but that's something you want to play. <clears throat> Uh, when do when do we think Dragon Quest Eleven drops on the Switch? <laughs> Who the hell knows? I'll give him yeah. I'll give him September twenty nineteen. You think it's even right? I'll give him that. I'll give. Him I that. aren't they doing like a complete like they just started like the full remake of it like in the summer? Right? They announced that. When did they announce that game? Was it twenty fifteen? Yeah, on the Switch because it was the NX at the time. Yeah. I would hope that they'd have it out at the end of twenty nineteen. Um, but maybe, I don't know, maybe they, maybe they really do have a ton of work to do. I, I seem to recall them saying that they had just begun sometime this year, I thought, or it was late last year. They said that they had like officially started on the switch version. I think they said they were in like full production or something. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Th that's my worry is that I, I'm not sure it's going to be so different. Isn't it going to have like a pixel art style and stuff? I think, no, I think they're getting the PS4. You're talking about, the th I think, the 3DS one, which I would love to yeah. try the 3DS one, by the way, mm -hmm. uh, but we don't have it. <laughs> Apparently, it's just going to be the PS4 version moved over in Unreal. Oh, okay. So. Well, in that case, yeah, definitely, yeah, September. For some but, reason, I thought they were bringing over the, the 3DS version for some reason. They should have just, I don't know why they didn't localize the 3DS one. That that actually mm -hmm. probably would have done all right, and it looked really cool. Um, they, they do that um, a lot. Remember that Nino Cooney, Nino Cooney got a 3DS version that was apparently super. How is cool. that not on the Switch? That is such a good game too. The first yeah. one, the second one, eh. first one, first yeah. one was awesome. And that's the thing is they released like a special drippy edition and everything of the first game. It was like it was a really big deal in Japan and then America. They're like, eh, screw you guys. Yeah, man. Uh, oh, that'd be that would have been great. Mm -hmm. When do we think? What's speculation on? What were we saying, Nate? Did you say something? Uh, just you know, Cooney's a cool game. Oh gosh, <laughs> are you are you about <laughs> to bag on my bro? There we go. No, he's he's doing that thing where he like brings up it's, a game. It's, a, it's oh, okay. a cool game, and he's okay. Okay, Nate, thanks for the bad. It'd be cool. It'd be cool if it came out again at some point on some system that you get yeah. with you. It would be cool to see <laughs> on like better hardware, wouldn't it? Though. Oh man, oh, my. I hear it's better than the second one from what I've been describing. So I'd yeah, like to play. The that. only way to play it is on the PS3. And I don't have one, but I do I mean, have a Switch DS, though. PS3, yeah. If only, if only it released. If on the Switch. only it came to like the PS4, or the Switch, or the Xbox someday, then okay. you can play it. You guys heard in chat. Everybody needs to pray as hard as they can, and our <laughs> prayers will make this game real. If you, if it does, if it does come out as a re-release and they put it out and everything, you want to play Nino Kuni One. That was such a good game, and it's a shame they've left it on the PS3. Nino Kuni One is easily has one hundred hours of side quests that are all a little bit different, and that's kind of cool to play an entire freaking game that doesn't really try and repeat. A lot of them have full voice acting. I would definitely do a, a re-review of that for sure. It is on PlayStation now as well. You're right. But I mean, if they brought it over to all the platforms, it would probably be 720, 1080 on the Switch, and then probably 4K on the other platforms. So uh, 
I would I would hope for that. And it's local, and of course, that's a game that's an RP. Most RPGs do play pretty well as like a portable because uh, it's slower. You know, you're mostly making menu options and everything, so works well there. Uh, but yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, I'd be I'd be all in for Nino Cooney uh, coming to the the Switch, Xbox One, and PS4 and PC as a full re-release. That'd be neat. Uh, good game too. It was it was on the DS, the original DS, right? Yes. No, 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 no 3DS. 3DS. Sorry, 3DS. Okay. Wow, that's interesting that they only put on the 3DS. It's weird. What that is? Uh, when do you guys think Animal Crossing is dropping? I saw that in chat as well. Any guesses on that? I mean, we don't. None of us really know when it's coming out because yeah. Nintendo hasn't told anybody. Yeah, I have no. June or July. Yeah, I was thinking June as well because I, I that just that just looks like a summer game to me. Like I, it's something about Animal Crossing. It's all bright and you know you're out like doing stuff about you know in like the in the town and everything. It feels like a summer game. It fe- it doesn't really feel like a winter game. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It does have some pretty awesome like winter music in the games, though. Yeah, but I mean, like just the game itself is all bright and colorful and happy. And, and they would probably want to have some decent anchor game uh, at summertime. And I think I think that'd be an awesome game in June to have. Yeah, they'll yeah. put in July. OK, we know that <laughs> uh, the one that's going to be weird is if they put Luigi's Mansion anywhere but October. That would be weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but Animal Crossing would be a good, that'd be a good summer release. Also, that means it'd be closer to us now. So, you know, <laughs> I'm in on that. Uh, Fire Emblem is spring or summer. I think Fire Emblem's gonna, I would like to believe Fire Emblem's gonna make it into the fir- to the fourth quarter, but it might not. I think, well, I mean, if they stick to tradition of prior Fire Emblems, we're probably looking at late April, early May. Okay, so it probably wouldn't make it into the fourth quarter, then that'd be in the first quarter of uh, their next fiscal year. Um, Metroid Prime Trilogy in the chat. Yeah, we definitely got to fit the Metroid Prime Trilogy in. Yeah, that has to be fit in somewhere, too. I mean, if they if they announce that, Uh, if it happens, I would guess like February. I want to give him February on that, right? What, yeah. Watch Nate just start being like, yeah, if I were them, I would say February 21st, 2019. <laughs> <laughs> what day would, is that? I would copy exactly what they did with the Bayonetta 1 and 2 for Switch. You know, put it right around like Valentine's Day. Their love letter to Switch owners is so, the Metroid Prime we, Trilogy. How about we do this, okay? This is what we're going with. Uh, Metroid Prime Trilogy coming out February 15th. That's a Friday. Yeah. Anybody notice that the the more juicy a leak that Nate's talking about, the closer he gets to the mic until he's eventually like <laughs> burr, 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 burr. <laughs> That's right. No one can not supposed to hear me too clearly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Metroid Metroid Prime Trilogy would be pretty cool to hear about soon. If only there was an event that, that they could talk about it at. That'd be so cool. Yeah, if only Nintendo didn't wear like a Metroid shirt while teasing the event. <laughs> I mean uh, and what else could happen? Federation Force HD. Oh man! Obviously, <laughs> that's the choice. That energy out there. Oh man, I want Metroid Prime Trilogy so bad. I want it to happen. <sighs> yeah, I owned it on uh, on Wii, and I, of course that was pretty good. But uh, yeah, I just want to be able to play play through all of them again. And also, I think it'd be easy to interesting to see what they do with Corruption because Corruption did have quite a bit of motion controls. So I'd be curious to play through it on the Switch with all like button controls. Yeah, I guess they would have to do that because in handheld mode, it wouldn't be practical. I guess you could move the, the Switch itself around, but I wouldn't see that as very practical, I don't think. Mm. Oh, that's a good question there by PA. Oh, how, how much do you think the Xbox discless system will be? 150. 
So I, I think there's a range. I think they're, they, I assume they have to decide. We assume they're going to try to make it as cheap as possible, right? That's mm -hmm. what we assume. So that would be, a, I assume, a one terabyte system at 150, or they do a two terabyte at 200. I, I think it's going to be as close to $100 as they possibly can. Mm. I think that this is going to be like their arcade edition where they just tried to put something out there. I think it's there's going to be a model of it that's probably 100 or 120 with 500 uh, megabytes of internal or 500 gigs. That would be crazy. If they, yeah, okay. No, yeah, okay. Yeah. It's like a, I mean, if they can get it lower, at, at some point, it's going to be the controller that's taking up some of that money, you know, or if they yeah. didn't have to put a controller where they could sell it for 100 bucks. Uh, but I, which, which sounds crazy, but I've seen Nintendo sell things without power cords. So who knows anymore? Yeah, it's true. Anything goes in this business. <laughs> who knows? Uh, yeah, that'd be cool if they, if they got it out there at one terabyte, one fifty. I think that's a good, I think that's a good price. Nate. I think that's a compelling price. That's almost impulse. Eh, probably is impulse buy territory, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's what they need to get is the impulse buy of just get the curiosity. You think they got a path? You think they got a uh, pack in like Xbox live or a game pass subscription of some kind, like a few months or something. Yeah. You have to give at least three months of game pass. I mean, that's, that's what some of the Xboxes come with now. So I'd be, I would be shocked if they didn't. That's a good now, idea. Now what I'm curious is of is if they start selling an optional peripheral disc drive, because Ooh. remember X, Xbox did that before with the HDD, whatever, what was not the HD DVD. HD yeah. DVD, yeah. And so they could have a thing where like later on, if you want to upgrade your console, you can. I feel like they Microsoft might be crazy enough to do that, even if it's just online only. That's gonna be that would be interesting if that's just the future of it, where uh they take the disk drive out to make the initial system cheaper and they can make the hardware inside better because of that and mm -hmm. still release it at like five hundred or whatever, but then they have like a hundred dollar optional accessor accessory that's like a disk drive and you have to plug it in through the USB ports or some special port they have on the back. Yeah. That would be interesting if they did that. Hmm. This is a good one. <laughs> uh, Jimenez asks any predictions on what franchise THQ Nordic will buy next? God, <laughs> I, I have one in mind and it's going to be very interesting if they do it. I'm going to say Mr. Driller for no reason. <laughs> so i'm gonna give you uh an entire studio that they're gonna maybe try to acquire hmm. and i only think that's gonna happen because that studio's they're in trouble right now and thq nordic always pops up when something's in trouble and they're like we'll, we'll take that <laughs> they're the batman with billions yeah they just show up and they buy stuff and they had a very good uh quarter making i think 160 something million dollars mm -hmm. so they're they're in they're in the business of buying and uh starbreeze studios is in the business of struggling right now did you guys uh you guys know about the overkills the walking dead do you, you guys um, know about yeah. the game it's coming out yeah. in february a lot of people didn't know it's actually coming out <laughs> uh they posted some fairly alarming revenue yeah i Not saw that PC right now yeah um that that game needed to be big and it didn't and they are uh they are panicking they're behind of course uh, starbreeze you guys might remember that because they're behind payday 2 mm -hmm. right uh, uh what else are they behind dead, dead by daylight is that another one they're behind i know they're behind i know the big one i know them for is payday 2 uh i'm not saying that's gonna happen but that's my best guess is that they would attempt to buy starbreeze i don't know if they buy telltale see telltale doesn't have anyone left they're all yeah, gone. You don't want to. Well, 
almost everybody that was at Telltale has been poached. There's nobody to buy now. You'd be buying the, the yeah. names. Yeah. You might as well open your own studio and just hire those people yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And that, oh, that's man. what I know for a fact. A lot of them went to Bethesda. I've talked to Bethesda people. They like scooped up a huge chunk of those people for all the projects they're starting. Yeah. Starbreeze would also be Psychonauts too as Ooh, well. That's right. They are doing Psychonauts too. All right. So at this point, THQ Nordic has to save them. There's, yeah. there's no, there's no choice. <laughs> I got to save them. Uh, Francisco asked, when do you think Gears 5 is coming out? October. Oh, I got to, I got to pick a date. Hold on. October. Let's see, I need a, I need a, I need a Friday, right? Although they don't care, they'll put it out whenever. It's on the Game Pass. October eighteenth. I'm going October eleventh. <clears throat> October eleventh. I'm gonna say October twenty third, or some random day, and they're gonna do that same thing again, like they did with Gears Four, where you can pay a hundred dollars to play the game a week early. Oh no! Oh man, that's, I, I, that's the I worst nowadays. It, yeah it is i did it with gears 4 though i'm so obsessed with gears of war i have the super ultimate edition oh okay oh, there you go that's gonna be on game pass so i'll wait <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. uh i'll wait uh question nintendo direct this week uh i i maybe i don't know what's what's this week what's this week i guess it is saturday uh, so it's not gonna be this week because the weekend's tonight um but but i guess we could check with gaming intel see what they got i mean if they're I mean, I guess it could, but I don't see what's the point. What would they do it for at this point? All they would do it for is like New Super Mario Brothers, you, Travis Returns, or whatever the name of the game is. Maybe some third party stuff? I guess some indies and stuff. Because, I mean, if you have game award announcements, you do that the following week, and then you're probably going to start the year off with a January direct. So, do you, I guess you just get. All those early January releases. It could, out of a, it could be a mini, I guess, where they just drop it. It's just like a 10, 15 minute trailer of just some indies and some third party yeah. stuff thrown in there. Like yeah. you detail the season pass of Travis because we now we know there's one, but we don't know what it is. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm. So they still have it as their pinned tweets. So there you go. I mean, I guess they're confident in it since they've left it up there for a month and they've guessed about five different days that have missed. Yeah, they're confident in that. <laughs> That's what I would assume. If they're going to do it, it would be, um, it would probably just be a, a mini that they would just drop on YouTube. We've seen those before, so uh, that would be too surprising. Uh, Teach Norik should buy the Tony Hawk Pro Skater series. Oh my God, there's a lot of licensing there, which is one of the reasons that one of the best games of all time couldn't be on the PlayStation Classic. Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two, by the way, uh, it's a shame. <laughs> yeah people don't realize if you buy the rights to that a lot of times you're not only buying the the likenesses of all these people the names of all these people but the physical actual locations you're buying like the digital rights again to real locations and then of course a billion freaking songs so inter- uh, this is this is something that i forgot about uh the game awards this is from nerd hollow do you find it annoying that xenoblade 2 wasn't nominated I I do very much actually. That very, what happened I, I, there? I'm confused right now because they did it missed the cutoff last year, but it missed the cutoff this year too. So it's in like I, a a week of like uh, purgatory or something. Well, it made the cutoff for this year. It's just nobody remembered the game came yeah, out because the it came out last December. 
Yeah, because the awards are all about the hype, and if you if you're really hyped then, and then it kind of dies off as it gets closer, that just doesn't make the list. I think that's why Red Dead's going to beat God of War, not because it's necessarily yeah, better that's game, but just because the hype is higher. And I because I think God of War's a better game. But that that's what happens every year for these game yep. awards is that you don't remember the game that came out in February or March. You remember the game that came out in October and September or November, and then they sweep the awards because that's what everyone is playing that's what everyone's hyped up that's what they're voting yeah. for because they just sat down and played red well, dead 2 they're like this is the greatest thing ever then they're like oh wait god of war came out this year or yeah you know, whatever and, and also a lot of these the most of these judges there's 50 anonymous judges or i think maybe they're not anonymous but there's 50 judges almost all of them are like random dudes who work at like gamestop and ign and game informer and stuff and so because it it is just kind of okay what's the last game i was required to play 100 hours of for I, work i will give them credit breath of the wild did when last year and that came out in march yeah, yes. and, and it was Horizon was a launch game of the Switch, and it was one of the biggest releases to come out in the last That's decade. True. So it had tons of excitement. Mm -hmm. I mean, it wasn't a typical March release. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I, I'm on a podcast. That's true. Uh, so I would, yeah. That's. I, I hope God of War wins. I'm still behind God of War. Um, so I'm not, not as, not as on the Red Dead Redemption uh, bandwagon. Going God of War. Celeste got nominated for Game of the Year because it's an awesome game. That's why. I think I think Celeste should win. Celeste is, I, I played a lot of Celeste uh, yesterday with my brother. Actually, my brother doesn't play video games at all, and he was in love with it. Like I man, wanted, he was digging yeah, it. I wanted the messenger to win. I wanted the messenger to win indie game of the year, but I, I it's gonna be Celeste. That's just the way it is. Uh, although I don't know if Monster Boy will make the cut. I don't think it will. I think Monster Boy might be next year, which means we'll probably forget about it. Uh, <laughs> Monster Boy is good too, though, as an indie. But the Messenger is very good. If you haven't played the Messenger, I'd go pick it up. Uh, that's going to be it. We're done with the Discord questions, Evan. We're good there. Yep, everything's set. Let me double check to make sure I got any and all super chats, and we should be able to finish up here. Let me go around for all the people that joined us tonight. Max, where can they find you, man? Uh, just youtube.com slash dreamcast guy. Um, I got a big rant coming up tomorrow morning all about Fallout 76, and I'm calling it my final nail in the coffin, basically summing up what I think of all the final patches and how this definitely should have been an early access project. And then uh, obviously Monday morning, I'm going to be talking about Darksiders 3. I got a full review going up. And then uh, what about Nate? Where can they find him, man? They can find me on Twitter at Direct Feed Games. From there, I have a link to my YouTube channel, also known as Direct Feed Games, where I have direct feed footage of Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and do comparisons of Switch games of docked versus undocked. Right now, I have a Warframe docked versus handheld video up, and I have that Toki Monkey Man thing, some Good. gameplay Good. footage up there on the channel. So. If you wonder what a 1989 arcade game looks like on the Switch in HD, mm. find out. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, and then Evan, you're on Twitter, right? Yep, Twitter, Kimmerich's Project. You can follow me there. I talk about usually projects I'm doing for Spawnwave, projects I'm doing or getting ready for for Twitch, just anything. It's how I get all my news out there. And then uh, if they if they want to watch the video version of this podcast right away, they can go on Patreon. Go on our Patreon, which I think is linked below. It's just a dollar, and that gets you into our Discord as well as watching these almost immediately after we stop. Okay, and then uh, and then you also post these up on iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, yep. everything. As iTunes well. right and SoundCloud, I think, are our main thing. But yeah, those should be almost immediately as well tonight. 
So if you want to listen to the podcast, you can do that as well on those uh, avenues also. And that's going to do it for episode 86 tonight on the Spawncast. Thanks for joining. Uh, Sean should be back next week. OJ as well. And we'll have a full podcast for that and everything. So, guys, we will see you next week, 9 p.m. Eastern time.